Iced tea. Go a cappella. Now I'm on the West Coast, relaxing and chill, living on the mead streets of Beverly Hill. I have I love I, it. You way better than a lot of rappers that are making yes. records right now. She is Olivia Munn. Drop my name as much as you can. By the way, I am a first-class name dropper. The great, legendary John Madden. And then on the phone, Steve Marriott. She's- <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's the thing. You watch a guy. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who is that? Mooch, how did you sniff that out so quickly? I sniffed that out. I sniffed that out. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Welcome to the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast presented by Chevy, and the latest edition comes to you after Championship Sunday is in the books. Pro Bowl week, Senior Bowl week is underway. Super Bowl week in New Orleans beckons. And it beckons for the San Francisco 49ers and the Baltimore Ravens. When it all comes down to it, it is, in fact, the Harbowl, the Bro Bowl, the whatever you want to call it, bowl, uh, between Jim and John Harbaugh, just as Chris Law predicted prior to the playing season. Isn't that the case? Well, I I did make a slight change to the Packers. It was actually Lombardi that that took the Harbaugh Bowl. Oh, Oh. the the new vice president of player personnel of the Cleveland Browns. Of the Cleveland Browns, yes. I think think he's got a future in this league, Rich. (laughs) Well, he also said Flacco was the MVP of the league. He might might just be Super Bowl MVP. And and he might just be Super Bowl MVP. We scoffed all about Flacco. We really did. And now here he is, four quarters away from maybe being a Super Bowl MVP. Most valuable player, Chris Brockman. Good to speak with you again, uh, Rich. It's great to see you. I'm feeling a little somber today, still, but yeah, because you, uh, your Patriots, Alex Sulkin's Patriots, um, took it on the chin in a manner that we've never seen them take it on the chin before. Big time, ne- never before. Big time in the Brady era. Have they lost an overtime, a halftime lead at home? What was that never. stat? Sixty-seven and zero. Brady was in the Brady Belichick era. Uh, the Patriots led 67 home games at halftime. Think about that, by the way. When you play eight home games a year. 67 games at halftime, won all 67 until the 68th game on Sunday. Unbelievable. And um, and, and the, we saw things that we really hadn't seen before. We saw balls that did not bounce the way of New England when uh, just when you thought that perhaps – the Patriots get would get back in the game in the fourth quarter. A tipped ball at the line of scrimmage goes right up in the air, right into Danelle Ellerby's hands. That essentially wrapped things up. Once again, though, we, we did see uh, some Wes Welker drops, um, one that was crucial on a third down play that led to the Ravens getting the ball back and then matriculating the ball down the field for their go-ahead eventual game-winning score. Who would have thought when they took the 14-13 lead, that'd be it, that New England didn't score a single point after halftime. And I still have no idea what happened before the before halftime with the clock management, the Brady slide. I don't know what any of that was. Well, the Brady slide was, was really uh, a surprise because, um, you know, Brady called Ray, uh, Ed Reed this week to apologize for it. I, I think I think Tom was, was like protecting himself. I think he saw Ed flying yeah, in Ty, and just kind of instinct. It was like I think it's just instincts. You kind of stick a leg up because you think somebody's flying at your head or something. That makes sense, but it, he, the, the leg kept going up. It was weird. It, it was really it weird. 
And that was uncharacteristic in my mind. Of and they Brady. wasted 15 seconds when they could have had two, two shots at the end zone. If they had called, if they had used their last timeout right away, if you're referring to right before the half, if they right at the 18 second mark, right. If they had taken that timeout, Brady could have had a couple of uh, two shots at the end zone, two cracks maybe. At the end zone, or if they'd gotten up to the line and, and quickly spiked it. He would have had one more shot at the end zone. Yeah, they kind, they kind of looked around, waiting for uh, decision-making from the sideline. I don't know what it was. And then finally, four seconds, hey, let's use a timeout. Like, come on, and guys. And kicked the field goal for what turned out to be their final points of the day. Unbelievable. Love the season. And both Harbaugh's pitched, their team's pitched shutouts in the second half with uh, Matt Ryan taking a 24-14 lead in at half, which was a huge drive at the end of that half, certainly after blowing a 17-0 lead to be up 24-14 going into halftime of the NFC Championship game and then not scoring a single point afterwards. Matt Ryan was fantastic in that first half. uh, He almost had 300 yards in the first half. I put it on your shot sheet. Eighth highest passing total in playoff history in the first Julio half. Julio Jones looked unstoppable. Unbelievable. Yeah, he wound up 10 yards shy of Michael Irvin's single-game championship Sunday record. And I asked him that on on uh, live TV on the NFL game day final, saying, hey, did, did you know that your record was in doubt? And he goes, you know, well, you know I, I couldn't. I have so many records. Dion <laughs> said, said it best. He said he's got more records than Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> and Dion also said uh, that uh, this is not the first uh, brothers uh, coaching against each other in a bowl. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? And he goes, well, there was Lovey against Tony, <laughs> Tony Dungy a couple of years ago. <laughs> Got so I, Dion. He, he's, Dion says, I can't say brothers because it's not the first brothers bowl. Because <laughs> in that Super Bowl in 2006, it was Lovey versus Tony Dungy. <laughs> so the rest of the show, I'm like, so there's two siblings going at it, two blood relations. He goes, that's it. That's the exact way to do it. If we're being technical, Rich. If we're being technical. And uh, we'll talk about this uh, on this podcast with uh, Carson Daly. This sort of becoming an annual tradition where he comes in with his cameras to NFL Network for Last Call with Carson Daly. I sit down with him, and then uh, then he comes on the podcast. We yeah. call that the home and home. It's the home and home. Yeah, he did it last year, and I think uh, he's he did got it two years ago too. Yeah, and and then the show that you're on of his show, he's got Nick Kroll on the same episode, I think. So oh, really? We just we had Nick Kroll we just on had him last on last week. week. So yeah, definitely cool. And he's he's a good guy. Looking forward to having him. Carson Day is the man. One of the what, few Raiders fans I know. Yes, and the voice, which has a Manti Teo connection. I won't go further into it. If you if you don't know that there's a Manti Teo voice connection, oh, I'm wow. going to hit that. Yes, I will hit that with Carson Daly later on. Um, and also later on, um, the, the much-anticipated debut of Chris Law's creation, guest the pilot episode. Who? Pilot episode, Rich. I'm going to finally get to execute it. We'll see how it turns again, out. Is somebody, somebody from my past is calling in. Is that where it works? Yes, uh, yes. Somebody that you know will uh, will phone in. They've already phoned in. Uh, okay. We executed this two weeks ago. The phone in, um, uh, thinking we were going to do this last week. The, the, but I didn't. I didn't get on the phone with anybody. Well, no. Yes. Yeah, so they called. They called into me here at the studio, and uh, they laid down some audio tracks. We went over some lines that would, you know, were ambiguous, but would also maybe hint towards who they were, uh, for you. Uh, and then I took their voice and I, I modify it uh, right. with a, a voice modification, just some Final Cut Pro stuff. And we'll play that back for you. We'll explain it all later when we get to it uh, later. Okay. And remind people. In this but... version of a football carol, Rich, yes. Chris Law is your Jacob Marley. <laughs> okay. I will so, trust you on that, but <laughs> but before we get to that, um, but it's a good guess, so we're we're okay. not we're not going to reveal it all throughout. All right. I, I don't want to say anything. I don't no, want. No, no, that's it. I we'll just drop it. We'll do it later. We'll do it after Carson. We'll do it after live. Carson Daly. We'll do it live. 
Excellent. We'll do it live. Uh, but I want to start this uh, off with I, I went back and forth of who can we call uh, to give us the inside Ravens perspective? And uh, with them getting back to the bowl for the first time since the, the only other time they've been for their championship. And so many people think Ed Reed was part of that 2000 championship season because he's so synonymous with the defense that the Ravens have become so synonymous uh, with or, or identified for. But Ed, as we all know, was uh, was winning a national championship that year in 2000. He was. Yes. And uh, eventually leading up to the uh, unfortunate demise of, of, of law. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> that was what was going on at the time. Um, it, so this is Ed Reed's first rodeo in the Super Bowl. Everybody's talking about how Randy Moss can walk off uh, into the sunset with a ring or uh, Ray Lewis walk off into the sunset with a ring. Tony Gonzalez, maybe he's walking off into the sunset. If all three of them go, that's three. That's going to be a heck of a Hall of Fame class because all three of them are first ballot 100%. Unbelievable. Um, and yeah. uh, six years from now because you ain't got to wait the five years after the season. But uh, Ed Reed, Ed Reed was not part of uh, of that of of that team in 2000. This is his first go round at the Super Bowl. We're happy for a longtime friend of the podcast. Uh, the reason why, you know, a lot of people assume that again is he's so synonymous with a defense that was so great in 2000 that featured our Rod Woodson, yes, our longtime friend and uh, former NFL Network compadre. So I figured let's give him a call. Who Perfect. better? Perfect. Who better? Perfect. So get, him, get, get him on the phone. Yep, Mom, I'm dialing him up. Absolutely. Dial him right now. I mean, why not, right? Makes sense to me, Rich. Because he, he would definitely know uh, the Ray Lewis, uh, the effect that Ray Lewis has on this team and what these guys are going through and this how week. How in the and... world do you, how in the world, if you are a defense that's got that big dude in the middle in Haloti Nada uh, and Terrell Suggs with, you know, an arm and a half, I mean, it, it's one thing. The last two quarterbacks that they they beat, uh, and it's crazy for me to say this, with Peyton Manning and Tom Brady to beat them back to back in their houses are incredible. It's incredible. It's although incredible. although the only other quarterback to have done that is named Mark Sanchez, so <laughs> file that one away. Wow. Um, but it is an incredible feat. However, it is easier to hunt those guys than the one that they're going to be hunting <laughs> this week in Colin Kaepernick. I mean, this is a totally different beast. An animal, and Ray, you know, um, you got the old school versus the new school it style is that. quarterback. It is that. And how are the Ravens going to go ahead and take care of that business in this Super Bowl? You know, gotta have a spy, or do, do they go the spy route on uh, him? That's I wonder. A good question. Because uh, cer- certainly the Packers didn't have it him, figured but, out. But you can't spy somebody like him. You cannot spy Colin Kaepernick because there's nobody fast enough on your defense right. that's, that's big enough to go get him too. He's huge. He's huge. He's not even like Russell Wilson was 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 on game day fi- uh, morning. It was great hanging with him. You know our podcast guest from two weeks ago. But you're taller than he is. I am. Yeah, and I'm six foot flat. Yep. You know, and RG three. How how'd you measure up to him? Were you as tall as him when you were handing him the, uh, the hand? on the league? You mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, now he he's got about an inch and a half on me. Yeah. So he's bigger. Yep. But he's not. He's not. You know. He's as, not. He's not as thick. And we also know he's not indestructible. No. I mean, if Colin Kaepernick continues, he even did that once in in Atlanta. Instead of running out of bounds, he ran back. Well, he'll be he'll be facing the guy that took down RG. Halodinata. Be careful around the numbers if you're going back towards the numbers with Halodinata. Head on a swivel, Rich. Just be, just be very, very careful. 
And uh, so let's ask the man himself, Hall of Famer Rod Woodson. How are you, Rod? I'm doing well, Rich. How you doing? I'm fine. Have you ever seen an, a creature like Colin Kaepernick out there at this position? You know what? He has a tremendous arm. Um, he kind of reminds me of uh, a different version of a Randall Cunningham who can really throw the football, can scramble with his feet. Uh, my, probably the only difference is Randall didn't run the pistol, <laughs> you know, but a very similar athlete, you know, and you look at those scrambling quarterbacks and quarterbacks that can, I don't want to call him a scrambling quarterback, but a quarterback that can beat you with his feet. Yes. Because, you know, one thing about Cap, Cap can throw the football, and that's one thing that was evident in the game last week versus Atlanta. He's set in the pocket. They do, he really didn't scramble around outside that one, I think it was a 23-yard scramble on the left-hand side. Yep. But he threw the ball from the pocket. And I think the way you defend him is you can't let him be two-dimensional. you got to take his runs away and force him to throw the ball from the pocket and see if he can be a, a pocket passer. The problem is if you take these runs away, Frank Gore's just going to run it. And he has just been punking people through this pistol offense because you're right. I mean, Kaepernick rarely held on to it. He always gave it up to Gore uh, uh, on this, this zone read or read option or whatever you want to call it. And Gore just kept gashing Atlanta, scored twice. So that's the issue here is that, sure, you, you, you make Kaepernick one-dimensional, so then the running dimensional just come from the inconvenient truth. That seems to be the issue a lot of teams are having right now. Yeah, and I think, you know, the, one of the main issues also is that a lot of people have not seen this zone read in the pros. Uh, so they're going to have to go look at some colleges, college tapes, see some of those uh, defenses that worked against them. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, I think you you know you got to still take away Kaepernick. If if Cap, you, you can't let Cap beat you with his with, with his feet. You still got to give with all the miles that's on his body. Frank Gore make Frank Gore beat you with his feet because I I, I would believe him that Frank Gore is a little slower than Colin Kaepernick at this point of his career. Yes. You know, so uh, I, I think what Atlanta did was a pretty good move. I think the, probably the downside to it is that you got to take your middle backers and you got to widen them a little bit. And I know it's not the norm, but when you start playing against that spread read, you know, you pinch your tackles, you, you make your, your, your mic or your buck, whatever you want to call those guys inside, you widen them just a little bit wider, probably right over the, the guard in like a three technique, right over top of him. And now he's he's a little bit closer to that spread read. Now if he's if they hand the ball off to the running back and he's going outside and it's a wide run, he's a little closer to that. But you know it's it's one of those things they haven't seen it uh, in the league that much. And but I think once they understand it, um, it will be a little bit harder to run against that next year. So it few things after what you just said. Um, I want to hit on a. Um... A couple of items. First things first is I cannot believe that we're talking right before the Super Bowl that a championship team out of the AFC is is going to be hitting tape of whack games, I guess, or or other other college games for help. Is this is this where the NFL is headed? Do you think, Rod? Well, you got to remember remember when uh, you know Vince Young first came over to the Titans mm-hmm. and they used to run that reversed option. You don't, you just don't see it a lot. 
so when when it first came out, you know, it caught a lot of people off guard, and you know, a lot of coordinators weren't ready for it. But once they get a read, once they get a feel for it, um, you know, I think it's going to be harder for that spread read to get into the fray. And plus, you don't want your quarterback taking a lot of hits. You got to remember the one thing that the Baltimore Ravens do well, especially on defense, they fly to the football and they can't hurt quarterbacks. And you got to go, you got to go way back when Michael Vick got really hurt the first time. It was against the Baltimore Ravens defense. When RG three got hurt this year, it was versus the Baltimore Ravens yes. defense. So you don't want your young quarterback running around and trying to make too many plays out of nothing. Now I think the difference between Colin Kaepernick and RG3 is Collins learn when to slide. He knows when enough is enough and to get out of bounds or to go feet first and give himself up. So, um, But I still think this year it, it caught everybody off guard, talking about the spread read or the read option. Next year it will not. No. Oh, okay. So do you how you described how you need to stop Kaepernick and stop this offense – the Ravens, do they have the horses to do that, what you just described, that oh, defensive ab- philosophy? Absolutely. You, you, first of all, let's, let's look up front. Look at the, the mass they have up front with Lodi Nada, yep. uh, McAfee, Cody. Uh, all those guys are playing really good football. Uh, the, and also, you look at Baltimore Ravens at this point on defense, they're, they're getting healthy finally. I mean, they've been banged up and beat up for the most part throughout the whole year. Uh, you go, also have to remember a new defensive coordinator this year uh, in Pete. Yep. Uh, you know, and anytime you get a new D coordinator, you got different eyes looking at a defense, and they're going to look at the game differently. So Pete is going to look at the game completely different than Chuck Pagano. He's going to call a different game plan. You know, and then you had everybody hurt and banged up early in the year. I think they're all getting healthy. I think what we're seeing right now is the Baltimore Ravens defense playing pretty good football, better football than they've played all year long, and they don't have their best cover guy unless Darius Webb. But Graham, uh, Williams, uh, Brown, uh, Jimmy Smith, all those corners have played extremely well as of late. And then you look at the safeties, Ed Reed, everybody can argue that he's one of the best ever to play. And then you have Pollard, who's their thumper. You know, he was, he was born to be a Baltimore Raven, <laughs> it just took him. It took him a long time to get there. That's all. I think he was also born to make New Englanders curse too, uh, Rod. He's the one who blew up Brady's knee and Welker's knee, and then who blew up Stephen Ridley this past week. That was a huge, huge play in the game. John Harbaugh called it the the game changer. He said that changed the entire game when Ridley put the ball on the ground. You know, there's not too many players can make plays like that. You know, you look at safeties that were impact hitters, and the first name to come to mind is probably Ronnie Lott. Ronnie Lott used to make some big hits year in and year out, week after week, and he would change the complexion of the game. And Pollard has that capabilities because he's a thumper, and that's what he's known as. I mean, you talk about his reputation when he was at Kansas City, his reputation when he was with the Texans. His reputation is to be a thumper. He's going to have one or two big hits every single game. He might get fined every single game. <laughs> he will, yeah. But you know what? It's not going to change how he plays, which is the great thing about who he is. And you know where he's from. You know where he went to school, right, Rich? Is that Purdue, Roger? That's Purdue. you got to boil her up. <laughs> you got to boil her up.
<laughs> See, I knew if you're asking the question, it def- the answer to that is definitely not Michigan. Although, you know, there is a Michigan quarterback on the sideline of the San Francisco 49ers, one of Bo's guys, you know, back in the day. Yes. <laughs> Bo recruited you, right? Or he attempted to? Bo, you told Bo me this story, right? Me. right? Bo recruited me. Out of, yeah, he was there, and uh, Bo scared me, though. What do you mean? Uh, yeah, he, he was just too intimidating. I couldn't go to Michigan. He, he scared me. What do you mean? He's, what do you mean well, he's scared? Well, just very intimidating. You know, he came in a room and everybody just, like, completely shut up. And when you were, when you went on a recruiting visit to well, Tanner? Rec- yeah, when I was at a recruiting visit, he walked in the room and, it, I mean, it was like a, you could hear a, a pin drop. And I, I don't know if that's, you know, that was my my forte. I, I, I needed to go to a place where the head coach walked in and then everything kind of quieted down slowly. <laughs> Instead of the pin drop. Will Instead you please, will you, before we continue on, will you please tell the Arizona State story? Please, Rod. I've, I haven't had you tell it on the podcast, but you've well, told it to me for my book and you've told it to me off camera. But you're the one, the one out of state, out of, I guess, time zone concept that you, you, you entertained for going to college was Arizona State, right? Yep. I, you know, born and raised in Indiana, I, I knew I wanted to play in the Big Ten, but Arizona State, um, called me and it was very intriguing i went out there beautiful campus everything was great uh, i can't remember who my recruiting host was but um he, he took me out and took me to see gandhi now when i'm 17 i don't know gandhi's three and a half hours long with an intermission you know i didn't know that so wait a minute, you you got again you got off the plane you're in Tempe, and you're like you're a kid from Indiana. And you were like, "Wow, right?" I mean, you were like, "Beautiful." Wow. We went up to the mountains. We had barbecue. We was horseback riding in the mountains top or the mountains right there, and mm-hmm. came back down. He asked me what I wanted to do before we went out. I'm like, "Oh, I don't really care." He's like, "Well, how about going to the movies?" I'm like, "Fine." So we we go see the movie. We go to Gandhi, not knowing it's three and a half hours long. And then we leave, get out of the movies, and he's like, "Well, what do you want to do?" I'm like, "You can take me back to my hotel." And tell him I'm going to Purdue. <laughs> you know, but in retrospect, Rich, yes, it was a great movie. <laughs> it won the Oscar. It won the Oscar. But you know, an 18 year old kid, yeah. can't you, you can't grasp all that <laughs> at 18. So you went it right back. About, it took me about 30 years to grasp that. You went from the movie theater to the airport. No, they right took back. me back to my hotel, mm-hmm. and the next day I just left. The next day you just left. So all Arizona State Sun Devil fans could have had a future Hall of Famer, potentially. I mean, you, you still had some decisions to make. Yeah. But, but, but Gandhi is what essentially, that, that, you know, an intermission in a movie. <laughs> an intermission in a movie uh, is not a good thing. No, it's not. All right, so speaking of, uh, of this matchup then, back to this matchup, what, I'd love for you to take me under the hood of, of how much you think the Ray Lewis retirement has factored in to this Ravens Super Bowl run because so many people are wondering how tangible this intangible is and and some folks you know think it's it, it has something to do with it some people think it has nothing to do with it some people think it has everything to do with how focused and how well they are playing you obviously played with Ray you want to ring with Ray take us under the hood of how you think this is playing out with the Ravens on their Super Bowl run right now uh, let me take you back to 2000. 2000, we had a gentleman by the name of Randall Cunningham playing with the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, what, and not even just Randall, but we had uh, our pastor that was the team pastor, Rod Harrison, first went there. 
And um, I think what happened, a lot of people get uncomfortable with when how Ray talks about, you know, some the Spirit and God and, and, and Jesus and the Bible all the time. And it was very similar to that back when I was there. We had that same feel in the locker room, and it brought us closer together. And Ray is kind of doing that again. You know, he, he's talking about, he, he, we all know that he's going to retire after the season. But, you know, and I think what makes people uncomfortable, and even what Harbaugh said a couple weeks ago, he's like, you know, there's something spiritual here that's kind of hard to explain. And sometimes you can't explain it. But when you try to explain it, people think you're crazy. And I think sometimes it rubs people the wrong way, but it's there. I think what it's done for this football team is made them come closer together. On top of that, they're healthy. And this is the healthiest as the Baltimore Ravens has been all year long. And we always talk about healthy, hot teams going into the postseason. And I think that has to be a factor because not only does Ray bring so much energy, and I think everybody wants to play hard for Ray when he's going to, knowing that he's going to retire, but also the Baltimore Ravens is the healthiest and the best they've played all year long is right now. Joe Flacco has said that he's one of the best quarterbacks, kind of similar to what Eli Manning said. Yep. Right, and what did Eli Manning? Eli Manning had to go out and win a Super Bowl to prove that fact. And I think Joe Flacco has to go out and win a Super Bowl to prove the fact that he's one of the elite quarterbacks in the National Football League, and he's played that way the last couple of weeks. I mean, Joe Flacco has some weapons, and Torrey Smith and Q, and really, if you think about it, they have a better running game than a lot of Falcons. When you look at Ray Rice and Pierce, mm-hmm. they have a better running game talking about the Baltimore Ravens than the Atlanta Falcons has or had. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, the matchup is a great matchup. And the one thing, if you're, if you're a Baltimore Ravens fan, the one thing you've got to be excited about, every team that's given really the 49ers some issues is a team that's very similar to who, who they are. When you, look at the Seattle, um, when you look at Seattle Seahawks, they're mm-hmm. very similar. They're very physical on offense and defense, and they give them issues. Every single year they've given them issues. And so you have to be happy that that type of team that you're going to face, that kind of almost a mirror image of each other, mm-hmm. how they're going to run the football, they're going to play action pass. The only difference is the quarterbacks, where one quarterback can really beat you with his legs and Joe Flacco can beat you with his arm. So Ravens fans should be pleased that Kaepernick is a dual threat because is that what you're saying? Or I'm no, trying to follow no, your they, logic should, they should be pleased. They should be pleased that the issues that the, the 49ers have had throughout this year. Yes, it's playing teams, teams just like them. Teams just like them. Got it. That's very physical. That's going to hit them in the mouth just like they try to hit people in the mouth on a consistent basis. And normally when they face those teams, they have issues with them. So what if you're a Niner fan? What, what, what should you be pleased about going into this game? Well, I think the biggest thing is, is that their defense has shown they can make it miserable for opposing quarterbacks on a week-in, week-out basis. Now, the issue is the last couple of weeks they haven't gotten a lot of pressure on opposing quarterbacks. You know, when you look at Alden Smith, you know, he can't even get close to the He's quarterback. He's been shut out. Point. He's been shut out. Everyone's wondering what happened there. You know, and I, and I think Justin Smith being hurt, where now they can single everybody up. But, you know, if you're a great pass rusher, Rich, 
you can find a way to get to the quarterback if he throws the ball 30 times, at least twice, at least three times. But he hasn't came close. Um, I, but I think if you're a 49er fan, you know one thing. You're gonna, you should be able to run the football effectively. And at the end of the day, Vernon Davis, I think, is the key factor for this football team because I think the corners for the Ravens can match Crabtree, but I think Vernon Davis can be that guy that makes some big plays throughout the game, and I think he can have five, six catches for almost 100 yards and maybe a touchdown. He's the matchup, if I'm the Baltimore Ravens, I'm worried about because once you start thinking about too much of Crabtree and then Vernon Davis, and then the next tight end comes into play. And not yeah, Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker, right? Yeah. So you know, I, 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 if I'm the 49ers, I'm very, I think I'm very comfortable with how good our football team is, because they are they're a well prepared football team. But these brothers are very similar. Both of these teams are going to be very well prepared. They're going to they're going to be very physical, and I think at the end of the day, it's going to be the team very similar to what it was against 49ers in Atlanta. That doesn't turn the ball over. Turning it over, that's it. I mean, that is it. Eric Davis jokes all the time uh, that he, he, he asks Kaepernick if uh, he needs the bucket yet. You know, if he needs a bucket to, you know, um, I guess, uh, um, what's the only, what's the artful way of putting it? I guess, uh, throw up into. To, to chuck it up? <laughs> yeah, to chuck it up. Like waiting <laughs> waiting for, you know, because, you know, Eric does the um, the analysis for the radio, and he's, he loves Kaepernick, and he's been ragging with him and sort of just joking with him, wondering when are you going to be the rookie that everyone, or, you know, or the second-year player, the green second-year player everyone expects you to be. And only two quarterbacks have ever started a Super Bowl with fewer career starts than Kaepernick. Will Only five quarterbacks have ever started um, – a, a, a Super Bowl that's younger than him. So together, put those together. He may be the greenest quarterback to ever start in the big game, and uh, that's going to be the moment. I mean, you know, right? I mean, stepping out on the field for Super Bowl is a completely different animal than any other game you've ever played in. It, it really is, and you have to be amazed because you know when the move was made, I was not, I was, I was not in agreement with the move. I, I didn't believe that Alex Smith should be replaced by this young quarterback who hasn't proven anything. I was wrong in the sense that this young guy doesn't really get flustered. But more than anything, when you look at him, you look at you know what he did in college, and you look how fast he is. So you're thinking the scrambling quarter, this guy can throw the football. And he throws it extremely well from the pocket. But I really believe at the end of the day, I talked about turnovers, but it's going to be the team that wins the rushing battle on either side. In the postseason so far, in these 10 games, teams are 9-1 and one who's won the rushing battle. The only team that lost was the Minnesota Vikings versus the Green Bay Packers. So I know with the dawn of passing and it's a spread league and, and all that, you still need to run the football to win when you need to run it. So the team that runs the football the best and most effective, and, and I, I believe – Leads the game in rushing will win the Super Bowl. What do you think Ray's feeling? What do you think? Well, he's excited. I mean, I mean, every other place crying and and <laughs> you know he's falling out. So you, the guy has a lot of emotion going on, and it's really tough. He's an emotional player. He plays with his emotion on his sleeves, and you know that can that can drain you. Uh, but I, I think he's excited. I think this team is excited. You know, this is you know this is not the same defense. 
that he played with in 2000 when we went to the Super Bowl. Wow. But this is probably a better overall team than what we had when we won the Super Bowl against the Giants. Is that, your, is that your way of saying Dilfer, Dilfer's not as good as Flacco? Is no, that, is that code I, for I that like, rod? No, I like Dilfer. Dilfer I know was that. my guy. I, you know, we he, he got replaced by a Michigan guy. We won't talk about that. Well, I know Gerback is a four-letter word to you, Rod, and you don't curse. Uh, you know, so but <laughs> I know that. But overall, we had you know they got some really good some receivers right now. Um, you know, they got two good running backs on their yeah. offensive side, and they're scoring points. Where you know back in two thousand, it, it was kind of hard pressed to score points on our from our offense. Mm. And how how good is the the Niners defense in your estimation? A lot of people think they are the best in the league. Certainly, they're sending they would have sent five over to Hawaii had they uh, been eliminated last week. Uh, everyone talks about Goldson and and how hard he hits from his position, and Patrick Willis and and Bowman and Ahmad Brooks who had a huge third down defensive play when the chips were down. He's sort of a forgotten man in this linebacking core. I'd love to get your thoughts on on what you think of this defense. Well, I think Gosen could be – he could be playing the best safety play in the league right now. You know, he, he's not really a cover guy, but they don't ask him to do that. Um, you know, you can argue that this is the best linebacking core and probably is the best linebacking core in the National Football League right now, uh, the 49ers. And they, what I love about them, they don't take a lot of chances, but they still make it very difficult – for opposing offense to march down the field. This this might be the best tackling defense in space in the National Football League because one thing you're not going to see, you're not going to see a lot of yak, yards after contact or yards after the catch. You're not going to see it. They tackle in space extremely well. They fly to the football. They believe in each other. They're very confident in what they do. They don't do a whole bunch, but they do it extremely well. And... I think they're going to, they've been proven a point for the last two years they're the best defense in the National Football League. Now they have one more stage to prove it, and, and that's the Super Bowl in a couple weeks. And that's it. So do you think um, – oh, so who do you think is going to win? Give it, let's, let's wrap uh, it up. Early. It's so early. It's so early. But well, it's not going to change. My heart, my heart is with the Ravens. I've, I heard, mean, I've been hearing that throughout this conversation. You know, my heart's with the Ravens. You know, Steve Bouchardi's a great man. Ray Lewis is my buddy. I knew everybody in the front office over there. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a great game. This might, this is for me, out of the last 10 years, this is the, the one Super Bowl that I'm really, really, I can't wait to watch. Because it's going to be so hard-hitting. It's going to be it's going to be more old school style football than it's ever been before. So all those people, all those fans who love to see the big hits and the wild moments, this is the type of Super Bowl you want to watch. So you think it's going to be the Ravens, but you're not prepared to go ahead. I'm not and... prepared to make that declaration. Okay. But my heart is there. Okay. And if you think that does happen, do you think Ed Reed hangs him up? Oh, that's a good question. He's been, you know, he's been he's been there the last couple of years, he's been on the fence, right? Yep. The last couple of years, he's been banged up and beat up. The last couple of years, um, you know, he, he kind of reminds me of Barry Sanders, where I think if the guy plays, you know, another five years, you know, he will break all the records in the in the, in the secondary. He'll break the interception record. He already broke. The, he already broke the return yardage record. You know that I had. Mm-hmm. He would break. You know, I think he will probably get more than twelve touchdowns interception wise and return those back. He'll break that. 
but he's kind of like the Barry Sanders guy, you know, just he's not in the sense that he's not playing with a good team, but just that he doesn't need to prove anything to have those records. And I could see where Ed Reed, after this year, if they did win, not coming back. Because he's been on that fence for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. How's the grandkid? He's great. He's big. How big? He's, uh, he's up to my waist. No, he's, he's not. Yeah, two How years old? old. Two years old, up to your waist. Yeah, he's a big, and he weighs about 50 pounds. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I, got a, I got an offensive tackle. <laughs> well, they have the brains, right? Yeah, we're going to, you know, we're gonna kick. We're going to have him just, you know, shuffle, kick, shuffle, kick, punch, keep yeah, him away yeah. from you. Sure. Oh yeah, that makes I'm sense. I'm go. I'm at, I got him in. I got him in his first camp next week. <laughs> no, <laughs> Rod, I miss you, man. I miss you. Miss you guys. I appreciate it, Rich. Thanks for thanks for calling, and I appreciate it. Tell the family I said hello. You back back at you. That's Rod Woodson, everybody. He's a Hall of Famer. He's Roderick Woodson, one and only. Love him. Love him. He is just the best, and that is one of my favorite recruiting stories of all time. <laughs> That is recruiting his recruiting of his visit uh, to Arizona State. I do think he, he might have to told that last time. I do recall it. Did he? I, I thought he had not told it. Maybe I, I mean, told it every I mean, time. Gandhi. I mean, geez. Gandhi. Richard Attenborough. My, fa- my favorite. Director. My favorite recruiting story. Rich is uh, from He Got Game. The rec- the college visit. Oh well. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if that would be appropriate to discuss here. I'm but. pretty sure current day Arizona State employs more of a He Got Game type recruiting <laughs> trip. Than I think. I think Rod is not prepared to say it, but I think he thinks the Ravens are going to win. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, just reading between the lines there, he's not prepared to say it. I'm going to go out on a limb because Kaepernick can put all bets off. Every last bet would be off. If he comes in the manner, if the Kaepernick we saw the last two weeks, certainly two weeks ago, that Kaepernick shows up and the big one, it's it's a wrap. No I, question. Uh, I, mean, I agree. So um, that's and that's and that's why Harbaugh made this move, you know, because that's the unknown. How yeah. do you how do you stop him if you've never seen him before? Yep. And I, I thought it was interesting how Rod said that next year these pistol offenses aren't going to be as successful, that everyone's going to catch up to it. I don't know about that, but he's the Hall of Famer. I'm not. I, I don't know about that because these kids become more and more gifted each year. And, and maybe they're just as gifted on the defensive side of the ball they are. At the combine, the, these kids who, who, who are in the defensive line group get bigger and stronger every year. But I, I don't know. He uh, he said he compared him to uh, to Randall Cunningham, and I, I I tweeted out something the other day that next person that compares Colin Kaepernick to Randall Cunningham, I'm going to kick in the Musburgers. Uh oh. I'm going well, to give Rod a pass though. <laughs> you should. <laughs> Coming anywhere I mean, near. And, and as he yeah, told the story about when he was the backup to to Dilfer. Yeah. On that 2000 team, and we all know, you know, he's the Reverend, right? Um, um, Cunningham. Yep. So. And uh, that there's a religious aspect to this. You just cannot discount one bit what Ray Lewis means to this team and how he's he, he's he's sort of guiding them. I thought it was interesting how he said that them. tires him though. That that can tire you though. To, yeah, well, to, that's to have true. That burden for three straight weeks. Well, now. that's what Rod. Whenever years ago when we were doing Total Access, whenever we would see uh, the Lights Out dance by Merriman, he's like, years from now he won't do that when he sacks somebody. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I'd be tired. He goes, you know, when you do that, you, that's, you use your energy up. Oh man, you know, it's true. It's true. So uh, that's Rod Woodson, the one and only. Guest who still to come? Yes, it beckons. It I don't happens. know. We could be one and done, and we'll also update everybody on the uh, uh, podcast playoff challenge that just has one tier left. Who will be the one calling into this podcast? That's still to come, but let's get to uh, our next guest. Completing the home and home, 
uh, of the tradition unlike any other, where every year before the Super Bowl, I am on this man's uh, late-night television program on NBC uh, that is on after Jimmy Fallon every single weeknight. Um, and now he returns to the Rich Eisen podcast for a third consecutive year right before the Super Bowl as well. Good to see you, Carson Daly. Good to see you, sir. Mr. Eisen, it means something's going right in my universe right? to be here yet again in, in the third year in the, in the home and home. And I, and I appreciate your time on Last Call and I'm grateful to be here. Of course. And you're, you're the best, man. And, uh, uh, and, and the neat thing is last year, uh, we were talking about how The Voice was going to be on right after the Super Bowl. That's right. And essentially, um, The Voice with the NFL mm-hmm. has taken NBC out of the television basement and put it at the very top. The Voice and the NFL together. And perhaps One would it- argue Christina Aguilera's boobs deserve to be in that equation with yes. the NFL. But that, is, and the vo- but that is The Voice. Well, that is, that's part of The Voice. That's The Boobs. That's- the subsect of The Voice. And and do you do you? It, it's amazing you, what a difference a year, at the upfronts this year for NBC, where the, yes. the network trounces out their their schedule in front of all the advertisers. We could have gone really cocky, you know. We could have been, yes. as you alluded to on my show, what the Cardinals did in '09 or whenever they yes. went to the Super Bowl. No one thought they would ever go. Right. We were that in one year. We got our uh, Colin Kaepernick, if you will. Yes. We, you know, we got our show. We got our guy, and it, and it worked. And. Uh, were that we went from number four to number one, and a lot of it was really just pegged to the success of yet another singing competition show that nobody thought would ever really have any traction right. because American Idol and an, and an incoming X Factor mm-hmm. were, were were supposed to be so great, and we just were, were lucky with it. And now this is uh, when, when does the Voice return? We it's well now it's done so well that they've straddled the calendar with straddled it. Straddled the calendar. So now we're on twice a year. Uh, so, mm-hmm. se- so now it gets a little confusing. Season one we were on. Season two we were launched after the Super Bowl. Season three we just culminated mm-hmm. here at the holidays in December. Yes. Crowning a young Cassidy Pope who's in Nashville making a record now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Team Blake, now two-time winner of The Voice, were down for a little bit. In March, March 25th, we'll start our fourth season of The Voice with two side notes. One being we've already shot some of the blind auditions, so I can tell you a little bit how it goes. Two... Mm-hmm. We are having CeeLo Green and Christina Aguilera, two of our original four coaches, will be taking the seasons off. Pinch hitting season mm-hmm. four of The Voice, yes. Shakira and Usher. That's it? Will join Blake and Adam Levine. Those are the only ones you could get? I mean, well, those are, are two really good scraping ones. the bottom me. of the barrel right These there. are two that... Uh, <laughs> That's great, Yeah, right? and they w- almost came to us. Usher. And Shakira is interesting because I know a lot of Americans really don't... They just think, oh, the... The the Colombian girl, the hips don't lie, and she's pretty, yeah. but they really don't know a lot about her. She's she's awesome. I mean, she's great. She's sold you know fifty million records worldwide. She's right. great. So there's a real sense of just she's a super uh, passionate person. I think America's really going to fall in love that's with Shakira. Fancy. And Usher's Usher. I mean, the dude uh, created the model. He signed Justin Bieber, and that's what the whole voice was really developed was based on this idea of mm-hmm. a list talent discovering and developing. But that's talent. all you could get. Yeah, that's all you could get. Well, that's I, it. you could only actually anybody with two names need not apply, right? I mean, if you have a, if you had a last name, you had no shot. Well, we, I mean, Shakira, we aim high. Usher, and then that's it. That's basically the way that Pre- goes. Pretty well, pretty much for and, now. And you and know. you mentioned Christine Aguilera, Sting, Madonna. We're going to CeeLo, as you know, uh, CeeLo did the open for Thursday Night Football. Of course, for he us did this year. Yes, he did. Where he did sort of. Like you read the, my the tweet about it. I did. Uh, that you retweeted my tweet about it because I, I loved that open so much. I know a lot of people. We it, it garnered a lot of uh, talking. That's for sure. That's fantastic. It's great. He's a good guy. Yeah. And um, so uh, that's the next season of The Voice in which you said you've already shot some of the blind auditions. Yes. Uh, I have to bring up 
the Manti Teo situation. Sure. Not only because you are a Notre Dame guy, yes, correct? You yes, love, I am. You love the Fighting Irish. I do. And uh, the voice, one of the blind auditions, was apparently this kid, uh, Renaya Tuiasisopo, mm-hmm. right? That's he, right. He came in to the voice and... and Auditioned? That, he that he was one of the people who auditioned, uh-huh. as you see me early on the blind auditions in the room with the families, right? And the um, the artists is on stage. Did the family and ex- the family existed? Was this was an existing? I don't family? I don't know what's real and what's fake anymore. <laughs> I don't know what. Right? This really happened. This did happen. Yes. I and you I learned about, about it. I didn't hear about yes. this. And I don't. No one from NBC Council has come to me to say what I can say and what I can't say. But I, what okay. I what I can say is only what I remember. Yes. And that's that we were shooting, you know, two seasons of The Voice at once. And there's so many the way we shoot. I mean, I go through so many auditions. I don't remember too much of the particulars. In fact, I don't even know if he made a chair turn and advanced. Um, I heard he did not. But you said that he did not, and I believe that. But I do remember because I'm a Raiders fan. Yes. The uh, the the family, you know, the, the large yeah. Samoan family. Marcus Tuiasosopo yeah, was a Raider. Tuiasosopos were there, uh, so I saw them with my own eyes, unless they were holograms. And this this no. is the most elaborate <laughs> hoax of all time. That the that the real people behind the fake are right. fake themselves. I don't like, know, I, how much it's like an Escher print. Like but how they, this far kid, can you go? Renaya or whatever, he couldn't have done this alone to Manti. I mean, because you know, there was a girl, woman's voice who was pretending to be the girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, this is punked or what, you know, I, what Betty White tries to do on NBC on <laughs> on steroids. I mean, this is the most elaborate thing in the world. But he did try out okay. and um and are there, I don't are there any legal is he in I don't know. Contempt of breaking I, well, any laws? I don't think so. Uh, I think uh, unless they find out that he was extorting like- him, or they were trying, unless you try to get money, or if they find out that they that they <clears throat> had, uh, let's say, uh, identity theft. Let's say they had more money. Uh, like let's say, let's say again in the NFL, we we don't understand the concept of gambling. Uh, if they that. were if they were attempting to mess with him by mm-hmm. by reappearing suddenly, according to Manti Teo, saying they. He, they reappeared in December after being silent since, you know, she fake died back in September. Right. That maybe they were trying to mess with his mind before the national championship game and really mess with the – and that's why Notre Dame didn't say anything, they said, between finding out themselves and before the national championship game. They didn't want to get this out there right. if the intent for them reappearing was to mess with the national championship game. Ah, it's very confusing. That may be why I play golf. Too. Yes. <laughs> this is why I don't understand any of that. And what you, you just, just came said. off the links with the the president of the United uh, President I did. Clinton, right? Yeah, I just uh, hung out with uh, President Clinton, which was really fun at the the new uh, newly named Humana Challenge out in Palm Springs, California. It's Formerly the, Bob Hope. Right? It's the former Bob Hope. It's the second uh, tour stop for the PGA players, and um, I got to play in the pro am and hosted dinner with the president last Wednesday night. What was that like? Uh, great. I mean, the guy is unbelievable. I mean, I have the greatest President Clinton story of all time. If you have time, right, I, please. The first time I met him, you know, President Clinton uh, loved uh, John F. Kennedy was his president. That's uh, odd. another one of the most you know charismatic presidents we've ever had. He started the uh, the Peace Corps. President Clinton, in his term, started his version of a um, of a um, for service for youth uh, programs called AmeriCorps. Sure. And I gave I gave a speech for AmeriCorps in front of the president. This is a decade ago, whenever he was in office, um, and he was very gracious then. And so, cut to when I saw him last Wednesday night, a decade later, he. You know, pretended to remember me. He's very charismatic. <laughs> what do you mean pretended? Maybe he, he just does the, oh, so good to see you again, Carson. Of course I remember. That was a great time. And you're very gracious for your time here today and to help us all out. It's good to see you again. How's your mom? 
I didn't remember my mom Arkansas or anything like that. That was good, yeah. But, so going back to when I, I did another thing for him, uh, again, maybe eight years ago in, in L.A., and I was with my publicist at the time who was like Angelina Jolie hot. I mean, she's beautiful. And he's a friend of mine who worked at MTV <laughs> Networks. It's his wife, Shireen. And so Shireen and I are there backstage at the Beverly Hills Hotel, and there's a, a, a line to meet President Clinton again. And he, he's coming down the handshake line, and I see him out of the corner of his eye, Slick Willie, look at my publicist, and she's dressed to the nine, and she really is a knockout. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, oh, man, here. I saw it coming. And he sees me, hey, Carson, it's good to see you again. Who's here? And, <laughs> and it's getting better. He says, I'm working into the routine. Yeah. And who's this? Yeah. And I say, oh, Mr. President, this is uh, my publicist, Shireen. Oh, hello, Shireen. He's talking Shireen up a little bit. Oh, sure. He goes down the line. Rich, I tell you, 15 minutes later, we're walking in the parking lot out of the Beverly Hills Hotel, mm. talking about our night, and my publicist's cell phone rings, and it is the Secret Service. They have somehow found her number, and there is a request for, for the president to meet with Shireen a little bit later. Maybe he had some publicity questions. Maybe he did. Yeah. Maybe he did. He, needs to, he needed to raise his profile. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. <laughs> but that is the power of the president. Wow. Wow. And, and this is get when me he was that girl's office. cell phone number it, right now. Right now. Give it to me. Get it. Get it. And, th- so that and was- she declined. Uh, I called her husband and said, please, just let this happen. Yeah. Take one for the team. This I mean, is a great s- story. S- sort of sort of like he's the Robert Redford. And, right. And, and, Indecent, and, sure. Right. And maybe. I, mean, I don't want to insinuate that's what it was about. Maybe no, he was I looking mean, for this uh, charity to be, uh, you know, uh, funded or, you know, should get her PR spin on it. Exactly. Next I don't know. It could be that. But the power of, of President Clinton that with a beautiful woman fine. five feet was really outstanding to watch. And he's and but by the way, I saw him on Wednesday night and he's just he's. Fantastic. I mean, he's, this, he's the most eloquent speaker you'll ever see. Um, I, I wish he could run again. And how did he play? The think? inauguration uh, was a um, – he, he had to leave. He couldn't play in the okay, event. So he, he had to go play. back for okay. the inauguration over the weekend. So how did you play? I played all right. I mean, I, I was a struggling. Are you still uh, scratch? No, God, no. I mean, I tried to be a professional golfer, as you know. I grew yeah. up in Southern California playing with Jason Gore and Tiger and all that stuff. And right. I wanted to play pro. Uh, it just didn't work out. And I got into radio. I met Jimmy Kimmel. And now I've been in you know, broadcasting for almost 15 years. But every time I get one of these invites to play at the AT&T, the Pro-Am, or one of the real great Pro-Ams, it right. all comes rushing back to me, sort of these delusions of grandeur of what my life could have been. I tried to qualify for the U.S. Open and, like, had a famous sort of, you know, moment where I hit, like, three balls out of bounds on, like, the, you know, 70th hole of this qualifier, and I was in the hunt, and I just blew it. And oh. Tin cupped it. Tin cupped it, totally. Tin cupped Literally. It. And uh, give me another ball. And um, and that was it for me. So when these tournaments happen, I, I get back in that mode where I want to play, and I, I played pretty good. I had um, Nick Faldo put my swing analysis up and said a few nice things, and um, we were 25 under, which was maybe top 10 for team, but it wasn't good enough. But Who I got to play won? with six PGA pros. Who won? You know, Michael Bolton was right up there on the pro-am side, yeah. as was Alice Cooper, who eagled 18. Alice Cooper's got game? Oh, he's got a lot of game, yeah, yeah. On 18, it's, uh, you know, it's almost, it plays for the amateurs 572, the water on the left, it's the... <sighs> And I hit driver six iron in about 25 feet and three putted embarrassingly in front of the whole crew, or the whole everybody in TV. And as I was driving home listening to, to XM, I heard uh, Alice Cooper did the same thing, and he made his eagle putt. And I think he may have, may have won it for the amateurs. See, but. now, golf, to me, <clears throat> and, and it's just I don't have the mental – I don't have the mental focus. I just don't. And – I mean, one of the best stories to sort of describe it, uh, Marino, Dan Marino tried out for the U.S. Open. Mm. And he said, when he when he couldn't make it, that the mental aspect of it, he didn't have that focus. And this I is a guy, uh, but he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Right. I mean, 
That well, one's an individual sport, and one you can rely on your teammates to some degree. No, I know that, but uh, you have to focus when people are coming for you, right? right? You have to know the mental aspect of being a quarterback is, is humongous, and you'd think that, that but it, it, it's the shot-by-shot needing to get that focus re-racket every single time. You can time. never let off that right? thought. I mean, because with when you're over the ball, if you're like for me, when that U.S. Open qualifier – uh, and it was a 36-hole qualifier, and I was probably on hole 32, and I was probably maybe even par, and I, there was rumors that even would have been the cut to make the U.S. Open. I was the youngest guy in the field. I was 18. And when I got on this par 5, which I was fully anticipating on taking advantage of and birding, I I started to become my own wor- – this is this is where the pressure cooker gets – this is where the separate the men from the boys. You know, mm-hmm. This is the three-foot putt where the hole starts to look small. Right. This is where you see what you're really, really made of. And I remember at the top of my swing – there was like an animal house. It was like an angel and a devil on my shoulder. And I remember my, I just, I was like, jerk it, ring it. And I just kind of, <laughs> and just that little, after, you know, being on the golf course for nine hours in 110 degree heat and pot, and I yanked it left and it's out of bounds. And that nano of a second ruins your round. It ruins your, and then, you know, you do it two more times in a row and you're just saying F you to yourself, really. And it's hard to recover from. Unbelievable. I haven't yet, as you can tell. Uh, no, but good thing everything's worked out for you so swimmingly, so swimmingly otherwise. Yeah, I mean, so you far so good. you play like the first two days and then the pros play all four? Or do you guys actually play all four? You get – it depends on the co- – like the AT&T and Pebble Beach is coming up soon, and that format is um, you play Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You're guaranteed three rounds. And in the Pro-Am, if you make the cut, which is, you know, pretty hard to do, being like the top 20%, you uh, would go on to play with the pro on Sunday. For the Humana, it was just three days no matter what. I wouldn't there even was no know, cut. I wouldn't even know what to do if I made the uh, the cross. It's the bing. It's the right? yeah, clam bake, yeah. If I made the clam bake on a Sunday, which I will never do my entire life, I'm just not that good of a golfer or player, as they say, but the pressure I would have on a Sunday, and forget about You before, know There's no pressure on Sunday. No, but... but uh, you don't you the way you play. I wouldn't would never want it to affect the guy whose tournament is on the line. You know what I mean? Right. Like if I'm like, oh, I skull one and he's got to wait for me. You know, or if I if I don't get it out of the trap and he's right. got to stand there and I'm taking. Well, you're him not playing on rhythm. Sunday. <laughs> you're not playing on Sunday if you're sculling it. Oh, anyway, no, I mean, you're I'm not making it. You're not but there. no, it would just like me if I finally get all my shit together. I, you know, and and then finally I would, a, and then the old the old guy comes out. I right, would never. Right. That pressure to me, I couldn't even imagine. Well, it's, I played in the AT and T. I've played in On it eight, nine times, and I, I've made the cut. I made the cut once. Um, With who? I, you know, it's funny. Jason Gore is a, he lost his card now, but he was kind of my go-to pro. We played. We grew up together, and we'd always play up there. And mm-hmm. we never made the cut. And the one, his, the first year, I didn't play with him. I played with a rookie on tour named Jason Allred, who uh, Peter Jacobson hooked me up with. They're both Oregon guys. Young kid, twenty-three. And so Jason and I played uh, together, and we made the cut. I've only made it once in my life. And the great part about making the cut, and I'm with my family. My father's 80, and he's an old – he's worked for the PGA of America. He's been chairman of the PGA Tour uh, or the PGA Championship, and he's a big golfer. Is and that right? We've got rich history up in Monterey Peninsula. So to make the cut really for him, for me, was the best thing in the world. But you get the umbrella, and you only want to make the cut once in your life. And so I made the cut that one year, and you get the pairings the next day. 
Now, if you're, if you're going to get paired up with anybody at the AT&T, there's only one group to get paired up with. And that's Tiger? And that's, no, Bill Murray and Scott oh, Simpson. Okay, yeah, <laughs> so right, sure. that's who I got paired. Me and Jason Allred got paired up with Bill Murray and Scott Simpson on Sunday of, of uh, and, and Scott might have been in the running for the tournament. Otherwise, right. Jason wasn't, but we were in the running for the amateur. But that Sunday round, they put you off the back nine. So, for, you know, you're, you're out of everybody's way. And there really isn't any pressure because you've made the cup. But it's, you know, to, to play on Sunday at Pebble with Bill Murray, you know, who he is he's the jokester of yeah he's he's he makes all the highlight reels and he he's so great to play with that um what was that like it, he has the whole oh it was, it was amazing rich i mean yeah. it was, it was, it's it was, bill murray it was, it, was yeah, it was it was a caddyshack i mean it was really really incredible it's one of the great I, there's a few sports figures i've had just really rare moments with or actors mm-hmm. and i i interview them so much so often but only a few kind of poke their head out as great memories you know i interviewed michael jackson or i you know paul mccartney and i took a you know a yacht around uh, New York, uh, around Manhattan, and he told me these incredible stories about coming to America. Peyton Manning gave me a ride home from uh, a, a golf tournament in his private jet, and it was just the two of us, and I'd never even met him. I didn't Wait even really know where, him. Where was, when was this? This was at the NBC tournament in Tahoe. Sure. Um, Which we, hasn't been asked back to. Yeah, no, I did it, I did it I once. I did it once. And <laughs> I, did, I haven't been asked back. I haven't either, actually. Why? I don't know. There's no excuse for that. I don't know. You're an NBC I went out guy with bang. forever I know, today. I know. You actually play. Me, I'm not. A, I mean, I, I, I don't think I ever was invited. I, was I played terrible. once. I was terrible. I was awful. Why? I mean, if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for Barkley, Amy Van Dyke, and, and uh, Chris Webber, I would have finished dead last. Really? That's how bad I was. Yeah, if Barkley's there. You're usually good. I know on the I, DFL. I, thing. But I mean, but I, I was almost DFL. The altitude's with him. tough up there. The party, and I went up there and <laughs> ben, I met Big Ben up there. Well, that was, was, that, the, had, was that the was no, that the week? No, that was not that week. Okay. But we had had some fun up there. I mean, it, you can get into some trouble up there. I mean, I don't need that in my life anymore. So, there was but, a time and a place. No, you got, got two kids uh, yeah, now. I'm, I'm a family man. So Peyton gave you a lift back oh, here to so Los Angeles? Peyton, and otherwise, you would have had – it's no big deal, but I, something was going on that night. I don't know if it was like – uh, but I was trying to get – really trying to get home. And to, could you have been to, an like, Espies. You, you could have been an Espies. It could have been an Espies. But you got to drive two hours down the hill to get to Reno, then fly from Reno to LAX. You know, it was a whole th- kind of thing. And uh, he said to me, I, uh, you want to ride? And I literally thought he meant to the airport. <laughs> and he said, I, but I'm, my, I'm, I had a turn and burn, he says. So meet me down here in the lobby. And, you got to turn and, and burn. And I just grabbed my shit from my room. And I yeah. had tea prizes. I left it all there. Mm-hmm. And I just went down to the lobby. And there's Peyton, alone, limo. We get in it. And we, f- we drive five minutes to the local airstrip. And sure enough, there's like a Lear 35, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is, you know. He said, where do you – he said, I'm going to Santa Monica. Oh, that's okay. I go, that's where I live. That would be amazing. Well, I, it's funny. The and one- we didn't say one word to another. He read the paper on the flight. You and didn't say a word? Not much, you know. I mean, I – and then he, he dro- dropped me off, and he was like – he couldn't you, have been nicer. I mean, well, we made small talk, but it was just really, you know, it was crazy weird. He called, he called Coach. He, I remember he was talking on the phone to the then coach of Dungy? The, uh, of, it, uh, Dungy. Yeah, it was Dungy. Wow. Yeah. He's, talk- he's on the phone. Hey, Coach, yeah, just finished a golf tournament. Hey, you know, he's just talking scheduling stuff with him. And Fantastic. It was really great. The one time I went there, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I had the flight through, um, where, through I think, Reno or through San Francisco and then right. down to Los Angeles. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. So before I left, Sampras asked me the same darn thing. No kidding. Do you want a lift? And I swear from to you. A, from out to go up there. Do you want a lift? No, to home. This was home. Okay, come okay, on home. you want to go home. And, and I swear to you, I swear to you, I thought the same right, thing. Right, well, of course. What are you thinking? Dropped like, me at the airport. Right, that's what I thought. And then I get in the car with him to go to the airport. McGuire is sitting in there. Mark McGuire is sitting in there, too. 
And then hey, what it dawns on, on me. Hey, what do you are you American Eagle? What uh, <laughs> Mark? What do you what flight are you on? Yeah. Hey, I'm twelve. The B. Are we sitting next to each other? Anybody? <laughs> hey, fellas, come on. If we get there early, we can have a beer in the but airport. But here's the funny thing: I try, I, I try to shine it off. You know, like right. oh, I knew it all along. Yeah, right. I'm flying home. I'm, when you went lift, oh, I'm flying home with you. Right. The, the guy right. with the most majors and the guy with the most, you know, home runs. Those are the guys. Oh, sure. Right. I knew you. I knew what you meant. When you meant lift, right, I thought right. oh, I, I was the same way. I, I knew you meant I was Van happy Nuys not all have, along. I thought I was going to have to take the shuttle with other NBC <laughs> peep talents, you know, that they yeah. had wrangled, like yeah. the, the bus to the Reno airport. Right. And Peyton was like, no, I'll give you a lift sort yeah. of thing. Like, great, cool. I'll take it in the limo, yeah. you know. And then five minutes later, we're climbing into this jet. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. What do you think of the Super Bowl? I want to hit you on that before we're, you're all talked I, I, out. I, I mean, I love, what do you got I here? just love the Kaepernick story. I mean, I'm just an underdog type of guy. I feel bad for Alex Smith, but watching, you know, I was, I hate seeing streaks broken. I, when Buster Douglas beat Tyson, I was disappointed. I mean, I like to see anomalies happen in sports. The sportsman in me just likes to see this sort of thing. And I want to see this Adonis come through. I want to, I don't want him to puke in that bucket, as you say, because he's going to mm-hmm. finally uh, be in a pressure situation that he can't handle. I think he's inexperienced enough to maybe skirt through this one. And I just hope those third down and eights, when he's threading the needle over the middle, I hope he has the same luck he's had the last three weeks. I want to see the Niners do it. Yeah, I know. And, and you'd see that. And, you know, I know you're a Raider fan. Yeah. And you just kind of wonder, why can't, and for any team out there, why can't your team or another team go ahead and use a second-round pick on a kid like this and then have it come up jackpot like it clearly has for the 49ers? I, I mean, Seattle that's... just did it in the third round with Russell Wilson, you know? Like maybe it, it's just some some teams well, just the paradigm, the, the model is now almost in reverse because there's so much. It's almost like marriage now in, 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 in the States. It's like. You have so much against you now because the divorce rate is so high. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're better off maybe getting married a little later down the line once you have all of the other things clicking. You know, I mean, I mean, it's, you're almost there's so much pressure on a first round draft pick because yeah. you damn well better be the guy. Yeah. Where it's a little, I, you know, I look at um, you know Nicholas David was this guy from Egan, Minnesota, who was on The Voice this year, and he's saying he was the anomaly of the show. You know, he was. I don't know if you saw this guy like did not it, did not belong on one of these shows. I right. mean, he sang like Aaron Neville, and then Cassidy Pope went on to win, and everybody said, you know, I feel so sorry for, um, you know, for for him for Nicholas. He came in second or third. And I said, listen, he's going to get all the same opportunities that Cassidy Pope's going to get sure. with none of the pressure. And I think these picks that come later, they're in a better position to to succeed. Uh, you're you're right, and and again, I know it's your competition, but you take Jennifer Hudson sure. should not win American Idol. Right, she's got an Oscar. Fewer of them really do win. Right. And hold on to it. You know, a few of them just do, get the obviously. stage. Just yeah. got to get the stage. But that's interesting that you know sometimes it it helps to be that second, third, case of Tom Brady, sixth round choice as opposed to being. Uh, if Kaepernick was a second overall pick, they might have had to throw him out there right away. But you said when Kaepernick got the gig and he came in, they started running that option offense. A pistol, yeah, right. But so they also happened. Harbaugh knew that the Niners had the personnel. To, to run that scheme, but they still person. had the throwback guy with Alex Smith there. So it's almost like everybody was everybody needed Kaepernick to just step in and do the role that this t- offense could do. Right, and that's the idea. They were being held back by, with Alex but Smith. But that was what the idea was when they went to Kaepernick, is, right. that, that, is that, 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 that this gives us the extra gear that, that Alex Smith doesn't have. And the question is, would the kid hit it? Hit that extra gear, A, and B, when he does, will he be so mistake-free, which is what the team needs for him to be, certainly in the big game, 
will will they succeed and move forward? And the answer's been yes. I mean, almost every well, single Well, as a Raider fan, I was like, why wouldn't one. they just put Pryor in now? I mean, with, with the I season's over. That, let me tell you, So Matt, let's just see what the kid can do. Give him the keys to the car. And they did that in the last game of the year. And and I asked that of uh, of uh, Greg Papa, who is the, the longtime radio voice of the Oakland Raiders, before we were up there. We had a Thursday night game. Peyton Manning, your, your, your riding buddy, mm-hmm. uh, came in with the Denver Broncos. And I said, where's Terrell Pryor? Everybody's going to the, to the dual threat type quarterback what do you have to lose now i know you got carson palmer but still what and he the answer was he's not ready yet how do you know i mean right. in this day and age now you got to play those the only guys. way you're going to get ready is to get reps correct maybe they had too much money and too much egg on their face if they pull palmer because they they leverage so much they to even sure get him in do. there maybe politically they just had to let palmer finish out the season and maybe they'll make the change so what do you think happens in the super bowl do you think the uh the the ravens well, can somehow I, I, shut this kid down i mean the falcons who's betting did sort against of shut the ravens because everybody that bets against the ravens ends up the ravens get, that, that's where they draw that's where they dwell i mean that's where they right. when they i mean if the i think it's at 4 whatever the more underdog that team can be the better because the better speech ray lewis is going to get before they walk out <laughs> anytime a player with an inspirational speaking yeah. like him yeah. or a coach has the ability to stand up in a locker room and go, you hear that, everybody? Nobody thinks we can win that game. Right. It's the golden child. It's the tattoo cat. They're, you know, they're the destiny. Let's prove them wrong. Anytime you can have that tone in a locker room, I like your odds. I mean, I like, your, I like where you're coming from. And, as, and, and Flacco, by the way, who's better in the postseason? He's incredible. Won't you take experience every single time? Uh, well, you'd, you'd figure that. But this kid also is the dangerous rookie in the, and I'm not just talking about the physical attributes. It's the rookie who who doesn't know what he doesn't know sometimes. That is really dangerous. You're playing with fire sometimes. That that can lead to ask mistakes, Rory McIlroy that that hole at Augusta is a lot smaller than it is mm-hmm. at Torrey Pines. Yeah. Once you get into the big show, we'll see we'll see what how Kaepernick we'll looks. See. You know, we'll see what it's those coming. hands look like. It's coming. So you like the Ravens in this one? I I I want the Niners to win. But, I mean, I just think with Flacco now, if he makes his ninth postseason win, it ties most of all time on the road, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if they consider a Super Bowl. Obviously no, they don't. Win, they don't? Th- this is not a no, – Okay, but either way, it should be his ninth win. I, I mean, the guy's just got momentum is what I'm saying, and he's got momentum on the road. Um, I think he uh, – nobody looks at him to be the elite quarterback. I think Eli Manning had that the first time he won, and that motivated him uh, to be in that discussion with his brother and um, everybody else. So I, I like the 49ers to win, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if um, – Ray Lewis and this, this, yeah. they see this could be destiny for them. And if there's any coach that knows what the other coach is thinking in terms of motivation, it'll be interesting to see who gets first interview with with Jack, uh, Jack the Dad. Harlan. Yeah, I know because I, it seems like those guys don't want to be anywhere, and I don't, I don't know where they're going to sit because if they're one seat closer to the wrong section, I think they'll be out of view. They left. They left the game last they year. Did. When they did. They, yeah, they, they did. They I, they stayed in the stadium. They were saying they were leaving, but I believe they stayed in the stadium in Baltimore and just watched it uh. in a TV set down below. They did not want to be seen on camera, like cheering or you know looking be glum when something happens because that means something's good for the other right. brought the other right. son. You right. know, right. it's it, you cannot win for losing. And interestingly enough, it is going to be in New Orleans. The Manning family and Archie can tell you all about what is sitting there rooting for your two kids. At the same time, it's just right. an impossible situation for the mom to be in too. I mean, good yeah. lord! I think they're. they're I think the coaches are. I think the coaches are embarrassed a little bit because it's about. It should be about the players. You know, well, in Peyton are. and Eli's they're case, it was about it. them. Right. I know they're trying to downplay it, and I don't blame them because it shouldn't be about them. But it's such a great story. It's never happened. I know. And they probably sport. beat the crap out of each other growing up, <laughs> and one of them is going to win the ultimate test of who's the better brother. Who does mom and dad love more? <laughs> It'll be you know brothers. The answer to those questions come in the form 
of victories like this in athletics. <laughs> oh, well, man. Rich, if you recall, last year when we had Carson on, he had yes. some sage advice for you with mm. your inter- pending interview with for Madonna. Madonna. Right. Oh, yeah. Mad- How'd that go? It went pretty well, actually. Oh, here's, here's what happened. Um, I thought all of all your, you know, your, your, your uh, your warnings. Right. Uh, I did not bring up Lady Gaga That's or Elton John. Those good. are the two and things you said. And that you said I'm fine, uh, and don't you know, don't call her Madge, right? And just you know, uh, kiss the ring in a way. I also said don't speak to her in a British accent. I, yes, you did because you tend to do that when you talk. It's to, very to odd. I know famous people. Well, what I did is when she she <laughs> struck me as nervous. I, she was nervous because she was. Rich Eisen, ten years on the NFL Network. Do not underestimate your strength <laughs> and girth in this industry. You are a titan, my friend. I'm not saying we're it not was in Bristol me. anymore, Rich. I'm not, I'm not saying it was me. She was she mesmerized. Was of, she was in the NFL. She just come from the NFL uh, uh, hoot nanny that they have down wow. there with the with the press conference, asking her all sorts of stupid, dumbass questions that she couldn't answer. And she did a salsa like Victor Cruz. It was really you know, embarrassing. Yeah, it was. So. <laughs> So she comes up to me and she's like, "What is this? What, is what are you going to do? Going to ask her right. exactly right?" So I, 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 I sort of didn't. What'd know. your open? What'd you open with? Uh, I don't remember what my open was, but I asked her how how was the performance going to go? Like how, right. how how's the practice? Oh, you start been going? you start with music, something she could yes. easily answer. Oh, Good yes. question. Right? Yeah, no, no. And so she starts talking about how nervous she was. She was concerned about how they were going to get the set out there. There's so much to do. In so such much a to time. do. Little amount of time. And I just basically said, "Listen, uh, Madonna, um, let me help you here." This is my world. And mm-hmm. you know, I decided this is the way I was going to go with it. Okay. And, I, and I said to her, just take it one, you know, just like all the coaches. Right. Will say, one crappy song one. at a time. <laughs> I also had no idea, you know, that she would have all of these shirtless Trojan men, right. you know, bring her she in. flew them into Indy. Didn't I, find them in Indy. I guarantee you that. <laughs> no, no, no. I was on the field. They were not flattering some of those guys. It was like uh, painted really? on. It was like huge. It was like chubby guys. Really? From afar. Well, so maybe so many. Find them in the, the loss of average would yeah. give you. There would have to be some. Yeah. So, but you, it was very sage advice, and I did sort of like – Sort of, I talked her down. Right, that was the com- that was the tenor you. of the conversation. Good for you, yeah, you it was a great performance. You I said thought. not to look her in the eyes. You know, don't look her in the eyes. No, I did. I looked her in the right. eyes. So that was That's my problem. Right. I went, I went, I went right at no, it. Sounds like you did a great job, I and did. she in turn did a great job, and um, and, and uh, has you to thank. I think, for that I think so. I was a factor. Uh, let's play the voice one well, more time. Are we going to do that? Yeah, we got some. Uh, yeah. we got some sound from press conferences or whatever cut up here. Okay, this these are actual. Well, since the success of the Voice the TV show, you'll notice there's a show called. The Taste, which I think is, has debuted on network television. Oh, I saw that. On uh, which is where chefs, like, they can't see the food, and they just eat one bite, and based on one bite, you know. Oh. So this is a very uh, popular thing here. So I th- this, the, the Rich Eisen version of this will be f- f- sports names from press conferences, famous names that you should recognize by just their okay. voice alone. Voice alone, okay. yes. It's very about good. 20 seconds, and then there's a four-second pause. I'll pause right, in between. Uh, and, uh, and off camera, I will turn my chair to, uh, to Carson. Okay, Even thank you very much. It's off camera. Yes. Right, okay. First one coming. In. No, I, mean, I think it'll be positive. Um, you know, you play. We play. We also play two games in five days. So, oh, that's easy. Um, do, you, do you want to I, stop I the music? Yeah, stop already. it right now. Press your button. Press, press your button. Uh, press the button. Okay, I turn thank you. And There's I your say, red that's, big that's, red. That's Philip Rivers, everybody. Yeah, that's, you're right. You're right. That's that's absolutely Rivers. right. CeeLo Green, everybody, is absolutely right. <laughs> Philip Rivers. Thank you. Anything you know um, when that was? Uh, I need to hear. I need to hear again. Okay. Now let's move on to the next one. From Sunday's game when you play on Thursday, then you pile another game on top of it. You want to get a date? I think it was much needed rest. Oh, this was was this this was after he played the the Thursday night game. That's what it sounds like. Well, it can't be. It's got to. It's got to be after the Thursday night game because they only won twice after Peyton <laughs> right. Manning came back from him, and one of them was on Thursday night. So I'll say that's post game Thursday night football. 
That is that is uh, that's a, is that correct? A, it's a Friday presser after. After very yes, good. Yes, okay, yes, fair enough. Go. I nailed it. I'm one for one. All, All right, right, here's your next voice. Okay. Our next. <laughs> I think these guys, the other people in secondary, respect the fact that what I've proven over the, my career in football that it won't be any animosity or envy to that point. So, as long as it really don't cause a big disturbance with the chemistry of the team. You recognize that one? No. I think even I would have gotten that. Really? Let me do that one more time. Oh, man. Now you're, see, I, I, I kind of I think it was that, produced this poorly, but here we go. Hold on. Let me hear it again. I think I, I know who guys, it is. Guys, the other people in secondary respect the fact that what I've proven over the, my career in football, that it won't be any animosity or envy to that point. So as long as it really don't cause a big disturbance with the chemistry of the team. Legend of the game, discussing what the secondary thinks about his legacy. Was that was that was that, was that, was that, was that, was that Ocho? Was that Ocho? He says. Mm, sorry, no. S- survey says. Survey says no. Who was that? Dion Sanders. He sits next to you on a desk. That was Dion. Yeah. That was Prime. You didn't recognize his voice. He's got a pretty recognizable voice. Yeah, I know. And I've sit next to him for six years. Wow, it's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. It's a good thing he doesn't listen to this. All right. oh, it's a good thing. Oh, he's a regular, we'll that one he's out. A regular downloader. No, it's okay. Go right. for it. Here Next one. Next one. I'll tell you what. Uh, his ability to run after the catch. That's Jason Garrett. I stopped. Ah, that's good. Okay. That is good. All right. That's Jason Look at Garrett. Blake Shelton of sports over here <laughs> knew exactly what he wanted when he heard Coach of the Cowboys talking yeah. about Des Bryant. That's it. That was yes, easy. I was talking about Des Bryant's yard after a catch here. Very simple. All right, let's just move on. I got to uh, got to run through it. Yeah, I got to scrub here. Let me hear. Let me hear what he's. Okay. Oh, sorry. All right, so it's coming in uh, two, one. I haven't beat this team. With Drew Brees on the team, I haven't beat this team. I think Drew himself was four and zero against us uh, with some godly numbers. But you know, today, um, you know, we came out started fast, uh, got some turnovers early. You know, obviously, special teams with huge boost. Uh, offense punched the ball in. And, you know. Uh, Defense play adequate. We could play better, but I think it was just an all-around good effort from you know all phases of our football. Boy, that's wow! Funny. That I is mean, such that, a generic. That, that is generic yeah. too. I mean, I'm, talking about the Saints. Being I am going to go. I'm going to go. OCU Manura of the New York Giants. Oh, you are you are very in, close. You're heating up. Justin Tuck of the New York. Giants. We will give it to you there, Mister Justin Tuck is correct. <laughs> Holy yes. mackerel! That's pretty impressive, Rich. Uh, I knew it was the line. See, I, I thought you were going to go. Uh, I thought you would maybe mix him up with um, the the Redskins Arakpo. So I got the I got so well Arakpo is. I mean, well, so one, two, three, out of four. Like he's on the Green Mile, man. The only one you haven't gotten so far is the man you sit next to every single freaking <laughs> day. That's good. <laughs> Carson right. Daly, you are the best. Oh, sir. you want to stop? We got oh no, more. we got more. We got yeah, we, we've okay. got your wife here that you're not going to know too. <laughs> Let's play Susie down. Come on. Let's get- you know, it's hard to draw a comparison to anyone. He's just an outstanding back. Um, we had uh, high grades on him coming out last year's draft. Knew he was going to be a good pro. That's uh, Jeff Fisher. Had a lot of touches. Very nice. Is that Jeff Fisher? How do you know that? Is that Jeff Fisher? Who's he talking about? Yes, is that is Jeff about, Fisher. Is he talking, talking about, about Isaiah Peed, everybody? He's talking about Daryl Richards. Oh, uh, Daryl Richards. Yeah, the running, okay. running back there. Boy, very impressive. Another rookie. Okay. All right, two more. We'll make these quick here. All right. It's, it's the great thing about this league is you got another chance and, you, uh, you know, you got another opportunity to go out and play and, and play well. Um, obviously, um, got a really tough opponent in Atlanta this week, uh, you know, kind of similar defense. Um, you know, really good uh, back half, really, you know, they got playmakers at every, at every level, and uh, they're, they're playing well. Oh, God. 
I know who that is. That's a kid with no personality. I'll tell kid. you that. That's a kid. I know that. Play for me one more time, Law. Can you do that one oh, more time? Oh, I have time? to hear that again? Got to hear that one more time. I know who that is. I know. I, Someone I, who knows I, his cliches of football. I'm blanking, uh, but I know. I've, it's, it's the great thing about this league is you got another chance, and you, uh, you know you got another opportunity to go out and play and, and play well. Um, obviously, um, got a really tough opponent in Atlanta this week. Uh, you know, kind of similar defense. Um, you know, really good uh, back half. Really, you know, they got playmakers at every at every level, and uh, they're they're playing well. Oh God! Adam Levine just stole him from you. All That's right. right. He turned he turned around a little quicker. He did. Maybe in the battle rounds, Rich, you can you can get. Uh, I totally never know who that voice is. You Matt do, Stafford, Lions quarterback. Stafford. 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 Good lord. Okay. It's one much more, more difficult when you don't see the name right okay. in front of you. Last one. No, Car- I had that one. What, you had that one, Carson? No, I didn't. <laughs> Yeah, well, we started him. You know, he, st- he started a few games. Uh, oh, this is easy. Uh, it's my boy Richard Pete Carroll. Up, you know, come on. Right. Cheater. Let me give you a hint. Cheater. Oh, and, uh, come on now. Two things have bothered <laughs> me. Notre Dame. The bush push. Cheater. You hate the bush push. This man hates the, the bush push. The two things that bothered me most in football recently was watching Roger Goodell, the way he, at the at the draft, how he just hugged every single player. Mm. Like, they, like, it was his lost son who was back from Afghanistan. I mean, it was That's just. That's the boss around here. Oh, uh, that was just unbelievable. Does he know and love that many? <laughs> he does. They love him. They is that, the is he the guy? There they, is a good story behind that, though. What it was, uh, it, Trent Williams, right? It started with uh, the. Um, I mean, it was admirable. It was, but no, it was just no, like no, ah, no. this guy I must. And what's the other? What's the other thing that upset? Pete Carroll on the controversial call up in Seattle. Oh yeah. When he went out the there and was Mary. applauding, and you know, I was like, oh, really? You're so excited to win like See, that? But you're a Notre Dame guy. Of course you hate Pete Carroll. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Of course you hate Pete Carroll. That's true. Carson Daly, uh, hey, thank you. Thank you, You're you, you the best. Thank you, you, you so really, much. No, I, I appreciate I, it. I, you, I love when you come on. I really appreciate you, you make having my me life, on the last We make call. each other's lives easier, I think, because Let's hope so. you're just such a great guest for me. I, don't, I have to work so little. but um, Thanks, pal. We've got some good history, Rich. It's always good to see you. Thank you. Carson Daly, the my voice, uh, you. comes uh, your way in March, correct? Yes, March keep an eye out. Keep an eye out for uh, the Manti Teo hoaxer. That'll sure. be a big. That's going to be a big night for you. Uh, NBC sure. is going to play the crap out of that. I, I hope they do. They yeah. will. They will. And uh, last call with Carson Daly. We should have an uh, imaginary red chair turn around and no one's in it just for him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she showed up. Our <laughs> imaginary fifth coach. <laughs> she made it. Carson Daly on the Rich Eisen podcast. Everybody, uh, I love that guy, man. Me too, dude. He's a mensch. Chris Brockman, good to see you back here. You came in. Good to in see. You. I came in the middle of Carson's. I mean, because he is. He is one of the best conversationalists, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I've ever, I've ever met. And um, it's just so great to see him be as popular and as blown no, up no as question. he has been with the voice and getting this opportunity. He's, he's, he's the best. And, and, he, and with different generations, too, because, you know, he started out doing the TRL thing, you right. know, and then now he's kind of taking it to that next level. Yeah. You say that he took a yacht trip around uh, New York with Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney as he's interviewing him. It's incredible. Private jet back with Peyton Manning. Yeah, I know. Got, but but the, the coolest thing, he's just a humble guy. You know, he, yeah. nice guy came Awesome. In. Love him. And he, I mean, he's, he's the Dick Clark of our era. I know he's been compared to that before. Guy does sit in Times Square. <laughs> and, does. and does that show for NBC? Let's I mean, just, he is, he's just the best. He'd probably kick our tails, but we should play around a golf with Carson He someday. wouldn't kick our tails. Yeah, he's, he's downplaying it too. Yeah, he's not scratch. No, he, but it, when a scratch golfer says he's no longer scratch, he's scratch <laughs> right. because with, he wants candy. I mean, he wants candy. Exactly. When you grow up playing they with Tiger, candy. I mean, they all want candy. Marshall Falk, ask him what your handicap is. 
We, it, it was funny. It was funny. We were watching. We were we were watching the games uh, obviously together this weekend. Uh, Sean O'Hara, who's part of our uh, group now, uh, he came strolling in, asked Marshall how good of a golfer he is. I'm like, just stop right there. Marshall's not going to tell you. He's awesome. Stay away from him. <laughs> Mar- and I'm, I wouldn't tell him his handicap. He goes, my, my handicap is right there on the computer. If he goes, if he plays a golf tournament or plays it, you know, around at your golf course, and he right. goes and puts his handicap into the computer, it's there. It's all there. It's all logged. But he just won't tell you. So I said, you know, because Marshall wears twenty eight. His nickname is two eight twenty eight. I'm like, so your your handicap is be- is between two and eight, or it is two and it's also eight. <laughs> That's the way these guys roll. But at any rate, uh, it was great having Carson, and he played the voice thing again, which sort of dovetails into. Well, been, as, as you mentioned at the top of the program, the inaugural edition of Guest Who. I've been yes. calling it the pilot. Yeah, it's, it's the pilot, yeah. which means it's up to me whether it's greenlit or not. Exactly. Whether it gets picked up. Yeah. Picked okay, up well, how many well, episodes? Chris, this is your Chris Law. This is your baby. Take so it away. I'm going to need you guys to fill for about a minute while I call uh, while I call Guest Who, and they'll be on the phone the whole time. For, listening to what? What is? How does this work? Listening to me playing back uh, some lines that they read. Yeah, but it's in like the ransom right. voice, but right? I, I already, manip- already, I'm unimpressed with the green lighting. So, so this, you guys this, fill for a minute, and I'll get them on the phone. Uh, so, so we're gonna fill. Uh, so, in other words, you have had the person who you're getting on the phone, yes, pre-read, yes, what you're going to play me. But I, I, I the minute I hear the, and this is somebody from my life. This is somebody from your life. Yeah, but the, he, he's, he's manipulated the voice, so it's not going to so be it their could be, voice. It could be. Oh, so you've manipulated. Oh, the voice. you will not know the voice. It right. could be. It could be male or female. Yes, right. and it could be me okay. talking to you. Like it's not me, but if I were me talking to you right now, the voice has changed so much. You would. Right, know. you've seen the movie Ransom, right? Oh, of course. You know how. The so guy- will I be screaming, "Give me back my show!" <laughs> yeah. By the end of this, yeah. possibly, Pretty, it's very possible. possible. Okay. And the, the, the fun so. idea is, you know, hopefully the listener at home can take some of the hints as well and try and guess who it is. Guess who it is. Well, now you're selling and, uh, me on the on the sh- the concept of the show. There you go. Not like okay, yeah, but it's not like it's live. They can't really. And I do. Not, I honestly, I have no idea what you're doing. I came into the pitch all. nervous. My so pitch clearly, wasn't that good. so Absolutely clearly, not. so clearly, I have no idea who this is. No. Nope. All right, go ahead, Chris so Law. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You want us so to keep basically, filling? So, so basically what Chris Law is doing right now yep. is calling up the first guest, guest of, of what may be the only guest who right. in the history of the Rich Eisen it's like, podcast. You know, it's like in a Pulp Fiction where he asked her to tell the joke, you know what I mean? On a, I was in a pilot. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, well, why don't you tell me the joke? And it's like all the family of tomatoes. Oh, yeah. And it's this by ketchup. Correct. Yeah. Okay. That, so that's, that's what that's that's what's is. happening that's right what now. That's what that is right now. That's what's happening And so... Right the person who has pre-recorded these lines from like weeks my, ago, weeks ago, this was filmed. This was in the can for a while. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And so that person is now on the phone line who will be listening into me potentially struggle. Right. To guess who. And you can't tell if it's male or female. Is. So you don't, I mean, I have no idea. No who idea. This person it's been is. manipulated. And Chris so. Law, you have gotten this they, person on the phone line. Yes. They're this on person the is listening in to us tap dance. Yes. Okay. While we're waiting for and I can hear I can hear the hiss of the phone line as well. Have you told this person to mute? Have no, you told this person they, to mute? Uh, they could mute if they'd like, but I don't know if they're on a cell phone or on a landline. I believe it's a landline. Well, you can mute. Oh, that'd be well. great so, if for your first ever guest who you have them on a cell phone, well, Chris, so that drops out. That'd be genius. Right. This is a high-profile person. We've never had connections. Oh, high-profile. Very yeah, good. I okay. Mean, so then let's not waste this person's time any longer. Yes. Let's get to how – I don't know how this game is being played. Do we need theme music? Nobody does. We should have had music for an intro. Well, I did have 
the the guess who game show music. There's no way that's clear. So <laughs> Milton Bradley, Parker Brothers wouldn't clear it. Milton so. Bradley, of course. All right, so this is our latex salesman. This is our latex <laughs> salesman. Okay, this go is, ahead, uh, Chris Law. I'm in your I'm in your very shaky and hands. This is guest who. We work together at ESPN in Bristol, Connecticut. That is hint number one. Okay. Already. <laughs> Anything? Al- already. That, that, already I that, feel like I'm held hostage. That really narrows it down. Okay. Yeah, right. I know. Okay. All right. Here, here's number two. I'm like Brett Favre and Joe Montana. I'm like Brett Favre. I'll play it back one more time for you. I'm like Brett Favre. And Joe Montana. I'm like Brett Favre and Joe Montana. And you worked with them at ESPN. Now, uh, th- th- uh, can, I ask you, can I ask for a hint at w- this point? Or? Are your wheels treading? No, I'm just because I want to make sure that we're not going to, whoever is the guest of guest who is not going to get in trouble for calling in if they have not been cleared by ESPN management if they're still a Bristol, Connecticut person. I don't want, I don't want this thing to get burned. I don't want to burn this thing. And burn the person. What I put so the persons like Brett Favre and Joe Montana. They're like Brett Favre and Joe Montana. Then I would say, uh, can I can I guess you one wanna, right now? You want to swing already? I worked with this person at yeah. Bristol, Connecticut. That was the first one. Worked. We worked together. Correct. We worked together at ESPN in Bristol, Connecticut. Okay. I have no idea. I, I know. Like I know okay. who the person go to, is. Go to the next. And one. I don't go know. You don't want to take a guess. No, I don't want to take a guess. You don't want to take a guess just yet. Yeah. Interesting. I'd, be, I'd like to know what people at home are thinking right now. Um, All right, I, I have, but how does I'm mean, like the, Joe I, Brett I know Favre who, and Joe Montana? I know who it is, and, and, it's a and bad I have guess. no idea what bad. the Favre and, and Montana okay. Okay, thing cool. means. All right, great. So it's a waste. Uh, Brockman, you're not helping here. No, no. He's, he's helping just, me. He's I'm, helping I'm helping me. him. I'm trying to help Rich. You're like this, like a fugazi right there. Here Go ahead. Number four. Number. We co-hosted an hour-long sports show together. Curveball, maybe? No, I mean that could be anything. It's sport. It could be Sports Center. It could be an hour-long sports show together, huh? Hmm. That's a sport. So basically, I did Sports Center with this person. That's the, you, you just. Didn't... That's like forty people. Well, have you hosted any? Yet? Well, well, there's what more other hints. one-hour well, sports well, show. Well, what we other do? shows have you hosted? There's other. There's other hints too coming. Uh, then, you didn't do it, any specials back then, or uh, now, or not really? I mean, well, I mean, go ahead. Okay. This one, this one was I would, actually I would the guess, first one. I, I, I would guess. To play. I would guess. Okay, go ahead. Not, wait, who to, would you guess? I'm not, I would, the, go ahead. I knew you when you had hair. <laughs> that was the guest slide, not mine. I didn't. I didn't write that one for them. You knew me when I had hair. Is this Dan Patrick? Is it Dan? Dan Patrick is your first guest. Yes, my, my first guest. You know how bad I would feel if you got it correct on your first guess? It would have been terrible. It is not Dan Patrick. It actually would have been but, awesome. But, but that would have been amazing if you got know, it correct on your first you guess. You knew me when I had hair. All right, so we are we are four voice modifications in. This is These are the worst clues of all time. Oh, please. Because I had hair at ESPN doing SportsCenter. Yeah, I mean, you had hair when you started okay, here. Go ahead. Okay, here, hold on. I feel bad for the. Uh, hopefully, are we paying for the phone call for we the are person paying. sitting it's, in for this I don't believe Michigan it's international. I don't okay, I believe good. They're, they're in the States. Well, that means that, that strikes Fowler out because I know he's in Australia right now. Good job, Chris. One of your favorite fictional characters shares my name. One of my favorite fictional characters. Now that's a good clue. Now that's a good clue. Well, this person knows you. Clearly. One of my favorite or, or they're making fictional a joke. characters. <laughs> wow. 
How many people do you think have stopped listening, or how many people are riveted right now? <laughs> That's what I want to know. I don't know what to say. Is it feel? I mean, Felix and Oscar are 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 two of them, but I don't. Um, who else? Got to give me one more. Go for one it. One more. Next clue. That okay, a, here that's it a is. really good clue, though. This, the clues need to be more like that one, one. This is where you might start to. Okay, go for it. I seen you ride a bull. It wasn't pretty. See me ride a bull, and it wasn't pretty. Could be a lot of people too. <laughs> I mean, was it from this past year? I mean, I've ridden a bull. Rich, this is guess two. This is guess two. Do you want to give a second guess, or would you like one more clue? I only have. I've also ridden more. a bull on Dan's show. On Dan Patrick's show? Yeah. You rode a bull on his show? It's not Dan. It's not Dan. No, I know that. Next clue? Yeah. This okay. Is ridiculous. I beat you in the 40-yard dash, barefoot, with a suit on. Beat me in a 40-yard dash, barefoot, with a suit on. This is not narrowing it down for you. You're catching me at the Ladies end and gentlemen, you should see his By face the way, right now. I, I actually secretly like Guess Who now. Look at that. Beat me in, in a 40-yard dash without shoes. Is this... It's... Is he want to give his second guess? I will make sure that the phone guest's mic is fully potted up. I, I you caught me on a week where I'm I'm <laughs> so tired, I'm so beat. Go for it. Give me one more. One more. You don't want to give a guess. A second. No, guess. I mean I want to know uh, what names are, are going through your 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 wheel right now. I mean, you could throw out names. You could throw out a few you names. I don't want to say anything. Well, it's, like, it's like who wants to be a millionaire? You can talk talk I mean, it out. Talk it out. Yeah. Uh, talk it out. I mean, where are your regis? I don't know. I mean, I don't have a. Keep going. <laughs> He's got nothing. This is awesome. Okay, uh, another one here. I may have done a 180 on Guess Who. We karaoke together in New York with Marshall and Mooch, Hawaii with Keaton Manning, and Nashville, all with the same oh, disastrous results or hilarious. So, did you get Kara on the phone? Is that, is <laughs> that did your you guess? Did you get Kara on the phone? <laughs> yes. I told you, Chris, I told you my clues were awesome. That was good. We got eight deep. Got him. Hell of a job. But what, what is my favorite fictional? What's my clue? Who's my favorite fictional character? Who's my favorite fictional character? Kara Starbuck. Oh, that's right. Oh, and, that's and right. You know, I, you know what I knew was that might have been a line the first night. Beat me in a forty with those shoes on. Yeah, and, Wait, and you know what I knew was going to get you? What's up? The the, the, the co-hosting the hour-long sports show, right? Yes. It was total access. That was remember, and I was like the half-host. That you would allow. <laughs> to you. You would, what do you mean that I would that allow? The only no. person that, that you would actually allow to co-host Total Access with you. So <laughs> I knew that one would get you. Oh. I knew you when you had hair. How are you? How are you? Retired like Brett Favre from Joe Montana. That's true. That was a good one, huh? No, that was that was that, 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 it was a quarterback. Brett Favre and Montana. I almost went Dilfer. Dilfer I'm like, I well, wait a minute. We worked together in Bristol. Yeah. Did an hour-long sports show. I thought you were going to go to. With, with that, and then Dan, and then the bull would get you Dan, or then you'd be like, "Well, was it this year? Was it the Dion bulls. and those guys?" Right. You're Kara. So. Listen, you're 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 an idea woman. Well, I understand on. that. I, I the surprises some, aren't over. Time in my hand. What do you mean? Know? She's, she's on for the show, and she's standing outside the door, so she's going to come in. Are you serious? And be on the show. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, she's standing outside the door. Oh yeah. Kara Henderson, everybody, in the fresher, right. Mrs. Sneed. Right. 
Mrs. Sneed is here. This is the greatest can guest who ever. You can hang up can now. Hang up now? Yeah. Hey, everybody. Come on here with her St. Louis Rams shirt. Put the mic on. Come on. All right. Get on. What are we going to guest? Guest one. Guest one for guest for two, guest number two. one. All right. I, I don't even yeah. recognize this place anymore. It's like a real place. There's there's headsets. Yes. And Let's not get carried away. Do you know away. how many? Know. Let's not get carried away. Was, was the last one like, uh, no. I didn't know you were on a podcast. <laughs> was that the last one? <laughs> Maybe. Wait a no, minute. Can, you we play, a, can we play the last? Can we play the last one? <laughs> Is that it? Play the last ones. Play the last ones. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm on your podcast. You have a podcast. <laughs> that was really good. We got. We got. Uh, we have three you more. have to get. You uh, have to wait till you hear the other ones. Okay. That so. I that would have been, been the last one. I should have run to the restroom before the last I come one. in here because I might pee in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last one. That was had to be the last one. Okay. Here's the other one. So here's uh, this is number nine. Okay. okay, this one's great. We've partied with Arnold Horshack and the Clown Prince of Baseball. God rest their soul. Now that story, I need to know. Oh my Max Packin. <laughs> oh, the guy. Yeah, the, the clown prince of yeah, baseball. Absolutely. Who was he? Was the, he was the one in um, Bull Durham? No, 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 no. But where did we? We, we, Max we went pa- to some random, some random, random party. party. We were like so young and thought it was like a cool party, and we hung out with, with Max Patkin, Matt Patkin, and Arnold Horshack. Right? <laughs> it was not good. Both of those guys are gone now, Rich. <laughs> God roast their souls. <laughs> okay, so keep stupid. going. Give me another one. Okay, uh, <laughs> this is this is number ten. Go for it. I know why you were with the grocery bagger at Waldbaum. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't want to hear the last so, one because if it's about the prom, so I don't want to hear no, it. Was, well, when she told it. me that, I go, I go, what's the backstory there? And she's like, oh. I did it to pay for the prom. I was a grocery bagger <laughs> he, at Waldbaum. Did you hear what he asked, though? He wanted to know what the backstory was. <laughs> <laughs> we're not telling the full backstory. <laughs> We are not telling the full oh, backstory. Oh man! So j- just the short, the short story. The story. I, I make I make rich whenever he gets you know a big head. Every once in a while, I don't know if you guys have noticed. I that. haven't it noticed that. Sometimes. Absolutely no. I make him tell the story of when he had to bag groceries at Waldbaum's for months yep. in order to take Rochelle to the prom. Yep. Rochelle, Rochelle. Um, Rochelle, so, Rochelle. You know, to buy the limo. What color was the limo? That Burgundy. Sh- Burgundy limo. A young Jew's erotic journey. <laughs> it was Burgundy, and it broke down on the way. <laughs> it broke down, and thankfully, one of the limo drivers who had just dropped off at the event was coming back. We, we upgraded. It was a much better limo that we arrived in than the one, the Burgundy one that we And uh, what state did uh, Rochelle, ar- no, no, not what state were you, were you in. Did she arrive in? Oh, uh, she was uh, hammered. <laughs> There was much. She didn't there was stick much, around. Let's just say she didn't. She didn't decide to dance with the one who brung her. So to speak. Oh, it was man. terrible. It was terrible. There was much. There was much. Uh, certainly, <laughs> certainly, as we were waiting for Triple A, um, as we were waiting for Triple A, uh, there was much uh, schnapps imbibing. <laughs> There's a uh... and and she showed up like Carmen, going from lap to lap of all these other guys. And this is this is the per- I mean, I bag groceries, double coupon days. Absolutely, for a bitch, man. <laughs> I sometimes even did cart service. You know, the carts, you had to go go around go the parking and lot. Gather the them carts. all up and bring them all yes. back inside. Yep. Oh, man. There's, a, there's a paper and I still have my wallbounds. I, but... I still have my wallbound smock. <laughs> That's it. With the Richard name tag. I think we should have them sponsor the 40, you know, and you could run it in your smock. <laughs> yes. Amazing. 
so yeah. so anyways, then he Does tried to take her. Does wall bombs still exist? Do they still uh, have wall bombs? No, but Pathmark Google. Does. Get get on Google quickly. I don't think wall bombs. Oh. I don't think wall bombs. Is that just a Staten Island no, only? No, it went the way of Arnold Julia Wallbaum. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, man. Come on. Wall bombs East Hampton. Is there one more? Is there one more? Yeah, there's two more, actually. There's Let's go. Uh, <laughs> it's good to see you, by the way. It's good to be here. It's very good to be here. Yeah. You often forget my birthday because, well, you're too busy celebrating yours. No. <laughs> I know your birthday. I know your birthday. Uh, by the way, every single one of these dead giveaways. Yeah, it's a good we, thing you put these in the back. Yeah. That's, what I, I mean, that's what I did. That's what I figured. I By this point, this I would enjoy laughing about them with you. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here in person. <laughs> Give me the last one. Give me the last and one. And the last one. Yeah. If we were playing the boat game with Marshall again, <laughs> which I hope we never do again, <laughs> I'd bring a kite and some snacks. Snacks. Do you didn't hear the end of it? I'd bring a kite and some snacks, probably Pringles. That's it. <laughs> that is so funny. The boat game. So does guest do we want to? Marsha would be very upset if we talked boat game because you know, we would give I feel away, like we need Rocky away, here if we're going to do that. Yes, agent, longtime agent Rocky Arsenal. Let's just put it this way: that Marshall Falk, whenever we're out and about, and we will experience this as, again because I imagine you will be at the combine. Correct? I don't know if I'm going to go to the combine Are you this year. Me? The one well, time you get to go to the combine and you don't have anything to do except do what you always wanted to do and you want to go to the combine, <laughs> you're not going to the combine. Maybe I'll come in for the weekend. Well, it's his birthday. It's Marshall's I birthday. Know, as you we always gotta, know, we have to go for his you have birthday. To come in. Rich, I would go, but it's I'm going to be I'm going to be busy that week. You will be busy because uh, we're still trying to get the red. Where are we on the red carpet it situation? It is very close. Okay, very very close. We can't announce. You remember we got Heinz Ward on the right. red yeah, carpet. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're close to getting somebody. Oh, a we new can't one? announce it yet. But uh, at any rate, so whenever Marshall's out and about with all his friends, uh, he plays something called the boat game, where you have to say your name and say I am bringing these items on the boat, and people have to to guess. If they can get on the if boat or not. If they can get on the boat or and there's not. And there's a trick to why, how you can get on the boat. And it's one of those ones that once you figure it out, you feel stupid. Kind of like it this. It took you so long. Yeah. This um, <laughs> I kind of like guess who. <laughs> kind of like guess who because it's so obvious. I know. And if we told you the, the trick, Marshall would be so upset. But we, we, I think we've played this a thousand times. Yes. And Marshall's agent, Rocky, whom I love, has been there every time. And he still, every he still time he forgets. It. He still can't get it. Rocky still can't get on. The and boat. Rich always gets up by the end because he gets so frustrated. I'm, and he, I'm done. I'm done with the boat. And he makes it so obvious, which is it's it's hilarious. I know. I know. Marshall gets so upset when I when I uh, well, make it obvious. We should probably because a lot of people listening, Kara was on the podcast all the time. I know. And, I get. And, I, and no I get so that get, all the time. We get the questions all the time. I, I miss. I miss the, the podcast. I miss it. Well, you, I'm so glad that a you're back on it. B, um, Mrs. Sneed. I know. For, is this my first time on it as, as Kara Sneed? Sneed? It yes, is. It's Kara Sneed. Kara Henderson Sneed. I got to keep the Henderson. K H S. Yeah, I, it makes me sound young. Well, it sounds like a, a pinafore, right? I like it. Um, it sounds. It does make you sound. Are you hyphenated? Are you hyphenated? I'm not hyphenated. Henderson's my middle name. Is it? Yeah. So don't wear it out. It's <laughs> the kids say. Under, it's better than underscore, by the way. Yes. Henderson. Yeah. Better than underscore. That's... Yeah. So so um, it's been. When was the last time? You you were on it probably. I'll tell you. When did you when did you when did you I'm depart the NFL Network? When did you magically just disappear? E- evaporate. Uh, April, the beginning of April. <laughs> April thirteenth. Okay. 
April Friday the 13th was, was it really? my last Wow. Day. Friday the last day. December 7th, 2011. Really? Last appearance on no. the podcast. She could not have gone between December and, and April. Although you were, running around, you, were, you were running around here always... I actually had to stuff. co-host at that point. Yeah, you had to co-host. As opposed to just this. Yeah, you know. no, no. This is this is all false that I would refuse to co-host. I never, not- no, I don't think any, <laughs> anyone said that you would refuse, but I think they knew that I was the one you probably would not object to. I would, I would never object to co-hosting with you. See? As opposed to the people I'm objecting co-hosting with right now on NFL Network behind the scenes. Is that, is that no, a dig at us? No, or? not at all. Not at all. Um, <laughs> just trying to be funny and not being so. Um, so how are things as... Uh, as hey, it's great. I mean, as, what, a, what a crazy year. Yeah. I mean, it's been so, so fun. Were you... I'm trying to decipher from your tweets. Were yes, you I at the there. NFC Championship? I game? was. I was. I mean, obviously, Les was in Atlanta for 13 years. Mm-hmm. And so we we thought, I mean, his kids live there. We said, why not go to the game? Right. You know, it's the one time... I mean, he doesn't watch. It's hilarious. And he le- uh, clearly less left of, on great footing with the with Oh, the yeah. He's very close with Thomas Dimitrov and everybody that's there. How is TD? Is he okay? You know, he, I'm, I haven't talked to him since. I'm sure it's devastating. <sighs> I mean, it's just – and that's the thing. I mean, you know, it's just you, you, you want it so badly oh. once you know the people in that building, for some of the people in that building to have gotten there. Oh, my gosh. Arthur Up 17 nothing too. Oh, I know. I know, and they were just, I mean, they looked great. What was it like in that building? What it was, was it like? you know, I grew up in Atlanta, so it, it was so much fun for me to go and see that like that, because when I grew up there, the only time you ever went to a Falcons game is if they gave you a free ticket for getting straight A's. So, <laughs> I mean, it was, you know. It you was just, video games for me, man, not I, actual <laughs> games. I went, I went I to never... Time Out in the Staten Island Mall. <laughs> you go to, you went to actual games. I think that speaks about our, our both our our childhood. Oh yeah, you know, in Braves games. You know, you'd either go see Dale Murphy at a Braves game, or you'd go to. Fa- nobody ever went. You know, you're a Bulldogs fan. You were, you know, some something else. But um, so it was it was really fun, and it was really great to see. You know, after going through the whole Vic thing, I mean, this crowd is is now squarely behind Matt, and it's just a fun thing to see that transition yeah. finally occur after having covered that story for so long. Right. Um, but also, too, it's fun. You know, I mean, this is a team that Les really helped build. So for him to go back, I, you know. kids, right. It's, for him to go back, you know, I, I, he would never admit it. But I think when the, right before the game, I mean, you could tell he was almost a little teary. Like, it's just, I mean, when do you get to come back for a homecoming like that? These are and kids. he doesn't watch, and he does not watch playoff football. He gets so visceral after, you know. So it, the Rams were done for the season. Yeah, and, and he, he won't watch. The, he turned the TV set he off. He will not well, watch. Did you? Did well, you watch? Well, that's, I mean, who has this situation in their in their life where I'm, I'm like dying to watch the games, but my husband wants no part of it. <laughs> And he's the, no, general he's the general manager of the St. Louis Rams. But, it, but it's almost like a drug because, like, if he'd see it kind of out of the corner of his eye, it's like mm-hmm. a magnet. And I'm like, oh, gosh, you can't – because it'll ruin our whole day. Now, he Les is probably in Alabama right now, right? He is in, in Alabama. In his home state of Alabama. He is in the home state. In O-Mobile. Yeah, did you ever cover a senior bowl? I've never you been never to the senior bowl. Oh, yeah, you, never, tapped out, you tapped out on that opportunity You know, this time. I've never been asked. I've been, <laughs> never been asked to go to the senior bowl. So Les didn't ask you to go to the senior bowl no, this year? No, it, it was funny because we were laughing last night. I'm like, I mean, I went to every game but one this year. And I'm like, if I show up at the senior bowl, that's weird. Like that all of a sudden tips over into strange. So that's the, why okay. the combine, I'm like, ah. The combine is, I mean. people, though. Well, here's the deal. If you go to the combine, like from Thursday to Tuesday, issues. 
Because you don't but, have but to. But what do night that. are you riding the bull again? Because that's where I saw you ride the bull. She I saw to the you Oscars party. After- well, that was well, that was that was in the, you. You should stay for the Oscars party. Oh yeah, no, that's we what would you come. That would be fun. Come that for this Saturday. Come Saturday. Leave Monday. Yeah, I might do that. Come Saturday. Leave Monday. Okay. Uh, and, and now, can we guarantee that the the piano player at Moe's will be there? We have some traditions that we need to keep the, up here. The piano player at Moe's, um, you're 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 not at the combine. Laws no. at the combine. I'm at the combine. I'm not. The piano player at Moe's is the greatest piano player in a restaurant in the United States of America. Uh, Bill wow. Fowler, State College, but we we all have no. That. This guy, if you went up, you could ask him to play Green Day, and he'd do it. Nice. Yeah. I'm serious. I mean, it's incredible. All of a sudden, his... you're like, what is he playing? You're like, oh, that's Usher. I know. It's like, like, he's like, he's doing an Usher, Usher. melody. Uh, he's wow. awesome. He's awesome. Yeah. And it, it, Moses is a different spot without yeah. him. i got to be honest. I thought I I he was there a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, but he, just, well, but some, he makes appearances. The issue is, is that the amount of times that we always go there for combine, we're there every night. You know, like <laughs> we're, we're like, wait a minute. We're regulars. <laughs> Once every year, you know, five times a year. And so, like, in where's Mo- this guy in Mobile? The Veets is across the street from the Battle House Hotel, where everybody stays. Oh uh, yeah, go. I think that's See, yeah. That's I, what you're I heard out Battle everybody House rolls in last every night. Single I heard day. Tell yeah. of mm. Battle House. Wow! So, but so, the game was the game was amazing this weekend. It, the energy was phenomenal. You know, but you could tell after the week before that as soon as the, the comeback started that you could see fans. I mean, I swear, I was, I was thinking of you with the Matchroll thing because you could tell that Matt Ryan was actually less nervous than anybody else in the building. <laughs> you know, I mean, he, he's, he's... I thought, this is when I thought they had it. For, I really thought they had it with that drive before halftime. I yep. know. When, when, when they, they, they took the, the comeback blow of the 49ers and put together that right stupendous down. drive where 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 Ryan was hitting everybody. And then that third quarter hit, and then all of a sudden they couldn't do anything right. That well, fumble <clears throat> snap was the killer because the interception was not on Ryan. No. The interception right. was a well, slip. R- Roddy White guy, fell down. He, he fell right. down. Right. And then when you fall down, and as Marshall said on game day final over the highlight, did you cut that on? I, I did. So you heard Marshall say it. It's like in a game like this with these types of caliber players, you slip. It's, it's, a, it's, it's over. It's, it's a, a wrap. It's a big You're going to get the pick. Yep. And so that wasn't his fault. But the fumble, that was the one – that was he right took, he after. He took his eyes off. That was the one was, right yeah, after. Yeah, it looked like they, he was looking downfield, yep. and we were sitting right above something. that, you know, that end zone, and it just, you know, and I think just the fact that both of those turnovers, I mean, they were driving, you know, and, uh, but, you know, I think. They uh, were inside the 30. But, but, the, but the thing is, and everybody said, touchdown. oh, you know, they didn't score any points off those turnovers, but in such a field position game, they gave up field position because I mean, of those at, turnovers. At the very least, it was a pair of field goals yeah. that they, they gave and, up. And, you know, and, and, and towards the end, you know, I was, we were sitting there watching, and Matt was doing such a masterful job of working the game clock down. You know, so that they could work the time, so they didn't score too soon. Mm-hmm. But then that was the ironic thing that that's what ended up kind they of biting them in the end. That they just ran out of. You know, it's like, gosh, at the end of the, the end of the day, it's fifteen more seconds. You wonder if fifteen more seconds would you have? They started that last drive with over eight, almost nine minutes left on I the know. clock. I was took it all with, the way down under the two minute warning. I was watching it with Kurt Warner. I was joking with him. I'm like, uh, when it just started, I'm like, so is there? So, did, do they have the eight-minute offense out there on the field? And Kirk goes, yeah, they do. And I turn to him with two minutes to go, and I'm like, this is the eight-minute offense. Well, amazing. I remember yeah. we were just kidding about it, yep. but they, are, they, are, they could possibly take this all the way down to the end. And as it turned out, they took a little bit too much time. They could have used a little well, more time Well, that one left. run at the end, I mean, that, I mean, if that hadn't happened, they, could have, they would have had a good chance. But especially, I mean, if he couldn't get the ball. If he couldn't get the ball on the field. He couldn't throw couldn't a Hail Mary. Throw it, nope. you know? He couldn't throw a Hail Mary. 
So. And the interesting thing is we had, Russ, we had Russell Wilson here uh, in the studio, and he was going to go if Matt Ryan wasn't going to go. And so we were asking him, do you want to stick around for the game? He goes, I, I sort of have to go to the hotel to get ready because if the Falcons win, I'm going. Yeah. And then he still went anyway with the Falcons losing because of the injury. To the Pro Bowl. I know. And the yeah. kid was like, do I go to the airport? Do I not? You know. And That's he, a high-class problem right there. That's a high-class problem. I mean, of all I the high-class problems, you know, am I, you know, do I get ready for the Pro Bowl? Do, do I, I not? not? I know. How much do you miss the Pro Bowl? I do. Let's just go. Marshall's Let's there just right get now. a group and go. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I did that one year. I'm in. <laughs> I know you did that one year. So I'm saying, I'm like, wait a minute. Well, you're not going to the combine. You don't have anything to do with the combine. <laughs> I know, but it's a little easier to make the case we... to go to Hawaii than it is to go to Indianapolis in February. Yes, true. True that. Will you that. be in New Orleans? I no. will be in New Orleans. Now, yeah. it, my life has changed a bit. I'm, you know, I yeah. got to go to the commissioner's party and all that. So, so you're going. Yeah. You're coming when you're coming in. I think on Thursday. Okay. Thursday. You're going to the commissioner's party. I know. How funny is that? How how has it been for you to just do all this stuff that you have done as a journalist and as somebody covering it, and now you are just one of the people that we always used to see like living that life? (laughs) I'm on the inside ring now. Remember, we would always look and we were like, when are we ever going to make it into the inside ring? It's just that you're you're like, you are, you're the, you're inside the Trojan horse. Is that what it is? Is that what it is right now? That sounds. That sounds I'm terrible. Sounds I'm like, I need a better, better something. analogy. No, 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 no. It's like you're, <laughs> it's like behind you're the a curtain. plant. You're a plant. You're a plant. No, but you know, it's, it's, you're a mole. It's, uh, it's been an interesting season. I mean, obviously, I'm so used to all my adrenaline being before and after a game when you, when you work and you cover games. And so now it's all in the game. And it's so much stronger when, you have, when you're invested, like to actually root for a team. Because I, as I said before, I didn't grow up with the NFL team. So to root this strongly for a team yeah. and have the games that we did this year. I mean, those two games against San Francisco were incredible. Un- Believable. I mean, it's almost it's, went six and zero in the division. The Rams. I mean, it's it's you know you think about it. I mean, what you know we were less and I were laughing. He's like last year. Everybody thought I was kidding. You know, they were all coming out. Well, at least you have an easy division that you got a job in. And less look at him like, are you nuts? Toughest one in football. He's like, now, he's man. like, you could see it coming that the de- the defense is. It really is. You could sit here and say it's the toughest division of football. Oh, no question. Which is Niners completely the, 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 win, the, win, the winner. The winner of the division is in the Super Bowl. The runner-up in the division darn near made it to the NFC Championship game. The Rams beat both of them at one beat point. Beat both of them. Could have swept the 49ers. Yeah. Had that chance. The Kaepernick. But did, you know, oh, my gosh. It, and, and so we're the reason you, that you're he's... You're the ones you uncorked the Kaepernick. We uncorked the Kaepernick. You uncorked the Kaepernick. I think it was Joe Lon Dunbar who was the Mo Lewis of this equation, mm-hmm. who, who was the one who hit uh, Alex Smith. I noticed you then, skipped uh, over the Cardinals there. And, the, and then, then, well, there's the Cardinals. We've got Arians now. And, you know, it's always a tough place to play. Yeah. Always. We've been there for our games Christmas and, Eve and that night against uh, and you know what? the they, Cowboys a couple I, years ago. I mean, that was a tough, you know, that's a tough thing that kind of went down there. I mean, Ray Horton did a great, I mean, the reason they were 4-0 is because Ray Horton did a great job at that defense. That defense is good. So, pound for pound, I think we've got the best defensive division in the league. You they know? Hit. Yeah, you can hit. Absolutely hit. And so uh, I know you you covered the NFC Championship game, the Favre, uh, oh, yeah. the Favre game, the Bounty game, and all that sort of stuff. I think back to it all the time. Was I that mean, the I, other, the only other? Was this the only other NFC Championship? No, game I was at the NFC Championship game. Uh, I've been to several, but the one, that, the other one that sticks out was uh, was um, Kurt against um, Donovan McNabb that mm-hmm. sent them to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that well, was yeah. a great game. I mean, great, great. So, sorry, game. Law. 
silent. Yeah. You know, I mean that. Way, I mean they were with. I mean the the, the Eagles were within a touchdown of yeah. going to the Super Bowl too. Huh. I mean they had that. They they were the Falcons of this year. So, so. The, the summer of Cara led to the, the autumn fall of Cara. Of Cara. Oh yeah, I went. To, so I, I don't want to say the fall of Cara. No, the, the autumn, autumn of Cara. The autumn. The winter of Cara. Yeah, is now ahead. Yeah, and now we've got you know two picks coming up in the draft. It's a week. Did you hear me say week? I did hear that. So uh, so we've week. got two first round picks. I mean this is well, so the RG three bounties now starting to come in. Yeah, the RG three so. bounty. Bounty's a tough word. Right? Bounty's a tough last word. Year. Oh boy! Came in last year, too. I got to stop with that. Jenkins. I mean, oh, and yeah. Sean Payton returns. Sean Payton now it's reinstated. Like it's, it's interesting. He's and Greg he, Williams is is out. You know, he's he's out there looking for a job. No, it he's no like. longer in St. Louis. Yeah. No, so, no Williams are there anymore. No. Yeah, it's interesting. Sean Payton uh, returns just as the uh, the league hits New Orleans. Not that makes that makes. I mean, they couldn't makes total leave sense, him out of, of course. there. Come, bottom line is, he can't leave him out there. And plus, the commissioner, you know, it, let's just make it easier on everybody. You can either wait till after the Super Bowl or do it now. You know, a lot of people are accusing well, who that wants the to league. talk about that all Super Bowl. Nobody week. wants to talk. I mean, we got, we've got brothers to talk. We've got brothers to talk about ad nauseum. The non PR thing too is, I mean, he's at the Senior Bowl now. He can go to the Senior Bowl yeah. and watch those. Kids. Well, that was so that's the, a big that's, deal. The, that's the what they're saying is they got to get him there yeah. for the Senior Bowl. Right. But we all know what this is all about. Right. It's just like it's get about it out get of the way before New Orleans. It's a smart public relations move. Just don't need it. Let let him go walk around and. He's back, and let it all happen, and everybody can just go on with their lives. It's yeah. time for that. It's time for that. This is fun. This I know. Is fun. I miss. I miss this. Well, this you is can great. Come back. I'm anytime. not leaving. I'm not leaving. Just uh, gonna camp out. So, so let's so let's 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 do the the housekeeping stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And she, by the way, guest who is a is a home run. Is it a home but run? I, but it's because of who the guest is, though. Yeah, we'll, we'll just do it every week. I can come with more and more. Program. Look, it was picked <laughs> with a purpose. It was picked with a purpose. That's true. You put all your good eggs. I in should the have first, realized who it was when you said that we the person couldn't do it because the person was on a plane. Kara, <laughs> I have. Kara, well, we've Kara been trying to get this set up. Like poor Kara. Thank you, by the way, because oh, I, we've been where, 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 where were you hiding though? Where, where were you hiding? Well, throughout tell the story. The... I was right out. Oh well, this is hilarious. <laughs> this is so good. I show up. You haven't and been back here. In... I haven't been back here in forever. Okay. So you know, I'm saying hi to the the security guard. Love him, and he's introducing me Chris, to his new big Chris. Yeah, and so he's introducing me to his new assistant, and I look over, and there you are. And I literally climb in the window of the security <laughs> office, and That's then I fun. realize I'm not going to be able to fully get in. Like I'm like three quarters in, so now I go and I'm hiding out in the security <laughs> office. Yes, and Carson Daly sees all of this happen and is looking at Chris, kind of like, "What?" Wow. In the wide world of sports is going on I in there. I don't see any of this. And it was hilarious. Don't know. You were, I think you were looking down at your phone. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> it could be that. Could Maybe been you were looking down I at your phone. I think that's what it was. Good thing I've, I'm obsessive about that sort of thing. Yeah, so Chris, of course, was sitting in trouble. Am I going to get in trouble? I'm like, just give me a pass that gets me everywhere. I'm like, it's Chris Law's uh, fault. It's Chris Law's fault. Yeah, Law. It it's going to be all on you, man. Law dead. Law dead. Law dead. Oh, law I love that dead. story. <laughs> we, we, we did, did a mashup up recently yeah. that got, oh, all, got amazing. Law, got a lot of good tweets out of I that. I mean, come on. How is that not the great? The Law dead story. It's so good. Are you still mad at him? Who? Are you still mad at Ed Reed? No, why am I mad at Ed Reed? You were mad at him for a little while. But he's always been a good guest. <laughs> he, but might be, okay. he might be the only Raven that I but, like. But we're trying to, well, then uh, uh, Tom Brady feels the same way as he tried to he tried spike to... him right in the, uh, the strike no, zone. No, he tried to step all over him. That's a very strange He got a play. red card. That was a red card. That was man. a red card. Exactly. Very, well, very Brady, Brady according to Ed Reed, uh, called to apologize. So we're okay. all good. We're all good, good, which is great. I mean, uh, as you know, yeah. uh, you know what I feel about Tom Brady. 
Yeah. You know, he's my he's uh, please tough come two on. shot. Uh, he said, "Yeah, well, it's a very tough two shot." <laughs> But it's uh, that's why I always you and Ed might be a tough two shot too because he's got so much hair. Well, it's you know, funny. so it's Did like a, maybe day, a three shot. Maybe you, you can broker peace. You might have been on a plane, or, or Les might not have allowed the television on. But um, <laughs> he was on. Uh, he came on after the Denver game. No, it was after the uh, the Baltimore game. Yeah. He came on after the Baltimore game, and Dion called him Django. Django. <laughs> <laughs> And here I am having to sit there, and I, the only thing I could think of was basically say, well, the D wasn't silent today. Thanks for joining us, Ed. Nice. <laughs> I missed that. It was the only thing that I could think of. Oh, you know, my so gosh. He called him Django is what he called uh, him. A little podcast fun fact, too. Uh, Les has been on the podcast more recently than Kara. That's true. You know, we, we would true. like to come on. When he dropped breadcrumbs. When he dropped breadcrumbs. Oh, yeah. He, he gave it to you. He did he give it. He gave it to you. He did. He did. Yeah. That, he might have been trading inside. He, yeah, he knows. It he was two days the before the, the trade was pulled. Yeah. yeah. No, he, he has since no, told I me, know. you know, like, you know, just. He, uh, well, remember, though, but they also, hilarious. The RG3 trade. No, but I'm, but, but let's go the back the year before that. Yes. TD actually dropped the Julio trade. On here, On yes. you and me. Yeah, no, it wasn't No, 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 we were, was, we were out to dinner. We were out to dinner. And, and we were playing, a ga- it's a long story, but he actually say, why, you know, why draft a wide receiver when, when have, have a wide, wide receiver. receiver? This was weeks before the draft. Got he was it. out, the, he and uh, TD and Les, if I'm not mistaken, that's the night that you guys No, 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 no. You'd met before? We, we'd or? met before in a press box, like, But we all went out, before. we all, Les and but TD were here. But that was the first here. time we, I actually, we actually all sat and had a conversation. Correct. Yeah. We were all there and had a conversation, and, and uh, we went out to dinner, because you, you know, you and, uh, you'd let me know that uh, everyone was in town, we all hung out, and we went out and wrote down some lines on a, on a napkin, right? Wasn't it was, it yeah, it was a, it's a long story, but it was like a little game we were playing. Yeah, like a little game. And he wrote down Y draft y, WR if half WR. And three months later, like two months later, they trade up to draft Julio Jones. And then you and I, Kara, looked at each other and went, we got the hint like two months before. What in the heck was that all about? Oh, yeah. They had been plotting that nice. one for a Jones long time. For a very long time. Yeah. And we'll have TD on in his usual, hopefully, uh, of course. combine spot. Hopefully less, too, with Kara. Well, that's what, yeah, promising. that's what I was going to yeah. say. That it, We'd love to come on as the Sneeds. <laughs> the Sneeds would like an so we'll invite from, to the podcast. So we'll go from Keeping hang, up with the Sneeds. We'll go from hang, with Sneeds. hanging with the Hendersons to sitting with the Sneeds. Hanging everybody. with the Heimerdingers, remember? <laughs> There are it's too many. Too much stupid I, the, the one of the other ones I think that I I put on there, but I don't know if we ever recorded it. Was um, I've, we've karaokeed with uh, Marshall Mooch yeah. and Peyton Manning. Was that on there? Well, that was yeah, the one. I, that, that, one. that was the one that that was the end. That, that was, was the one, one that I guess that, that was it. Ah. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, with Peyton Manning. That's not good. Um, let's uh, let's go through the. Uh, do we have any housekeeping? Yeah, well, let's do quickly a... the the fantasy the podcast yeah. fantasy. We've been uh, oh. we we threw out um, a a phone in appearance to the winner of the NFL dot com fantasy playoff challenge group uh, of of our own making. We just said, hey everybody, you know, uh, come hey, on, everybody. In. hey everybody, come on in and join the playoff podcast uh, group, and the winner gets. A um, a call in, and who is currently leading? Plus some good NFL is, swag. Yeah, plus some good. The guy NFL who's swag. leading is in second overall. Yeah. So uh, currently, is it the same person? Yeah, it's uh, it's Jot. I don't know why his name has to be so difficult, but it's J O T P E H B E H, and uh, he is in second place overall. Mm-hmm. Currently has and who's uh, six hundred and sixty six points. Second, and and how who who leads the entire challenge? And that, and. This is this would be for the whole shooting match. Right. It would be the Super Bowl tickets Super Bowl for tickets. everything. And yeah. the call-in. Oh, that's awesome. He's only two points behind. 
So he he has everybody back next week except for Julio Jones and Tony Gonzalez. So he's getting four times the points for Kaepernick, Rice, yeah. Gore, Crabtree. Wow, Justin he's in Tucker, great shape. And the Ravens. The guy that's in first place overall. Right. Um, the guy's name is Wild Beast. Could be a lady. He has, or could or be a Wild Beast lady. Could Vo- be a voice ma- voice manipulated. We don't know. <laughs> I was very concerned about that, but it worked out perfectly. So Wild Beast had it sounded it ridiculous. Woman. It was yeah. hilarious. I think Seriously. my low voice helped it. Yeah, give me back my son. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it puts the lotion in the, the basket. basket. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, um, <laughs> they might not be able to catch up. The same, guess the same who team. blows it gets oh, the hose again. Oh, they have the same team? They have the same team. They have the same team? Yeah, it's uh, Julio and Tony as well. So then, so then who they choose to we'll, replace will determine the winner. Will determine the winner. But yeah, that, no, that's true. Yeah, that is true. You're is right. there any way? So it can't end it in a tie, right? It, it can't end in can't a tie. End in a tie. Um, and then for for our league, for us here, um, Brockman is actually in I'm, 104th place. I'm killing it. Good he's for doing you. well. Um, unfortunately for him, his whole team is gone. My whole team is basically so he's gone. Gonna, he's going to drop. Away well, no, now. I have uh, Frank Gore and Ray Rice times two, and the Baltimore defense times four. Oh, I got. I have Ray Rice times four, and. Yeah, Rich, uh, I I'll think tell I have you. a few 49ers times too. Rich, you are ranked 286,390th <laughs> overall. It's not um, good. It's not so good you're saying it, there's a chance. I'm, yeah. ju- I'm just saying it's not good when you're when you're when your place requires a comma. Yeah. You're 3053 with three numbers league. on either side. <laughs> Two commas is bad, yes. So, so uh, I've got Ray Rice times 4. You got Here's who you got. You have Tom Brady, so you have to pick a new quarterback. Yeah, I'm going to go Kaepernick. Me you too. Have Frank Gore. I think because you're already losing, just stick with Tom no, Brady. You love get, him so much. <laughs> get zero. Just, just, out just of him. A, prote- a protest. Yeah. You know, you might as well do that. You'll have Frank Gore at times two because yes. you just picked him this yes. week. Uh, you'll have Ray Rice at times four. Yes. Uh, Crabtree at times two. Yes. And then you need another wide receiver. You need a tight end. Who is my? Who's the wide receiver? You had, you had Welker, Hernandez, Welker. and Goskowski. Welker. And His you, wife had more points than he did yeah. after that game. And then I you heard about that. that. I heard about it, but uh, I haven't read what Facebook she said. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, not so, good. So, okay. I, I, so, I need a new wide receiver. A new tight end. New tight end. And a new uh, kicker. kicker. Uh, no, you don't need a new defense, though. So you got the no, Niners no, D the going Niners at D. plus two. And Do we know what Josh I was Charles's say, Josh team Charles. is? Because I shamed Josh Charles into taking Joe Flacco on because he was going to take Peyton Manning. Yeah, and then I shamed him like, "Hey man, how'd that work Raven out fan. for him?" I know. <laughs> he's, yeah. I mean, Lordy, he's going to have. Hey, is Bashotti bringing the yacht to New Orleans? Bashotti might take the yacht all the way around to the Bayou. He might, depending on the weather in the Gulf. I'm sure. Uh, let's wrap this thing up. Because we got a yeah, we just need an international shout out from uh, so. But do we know what Josh Charles is? I'm, I'm, I'm looking. He's not in the top 165. Well, then that's that. So. Okay, so give me the international uh, shout international out. shout out. Josh Hannon from the UK. He said that he correctly predicted the Super Bowl. So congratulations, my man. Well, for okay. the REP picks, which we'll also be announcing those after once the honor, NFL honors is announced and we know. Okay, bud. Uh, we'll be giving away some. You got it, uh, Mrs. Henderson Sneed. <laughs> Thank you for. Being it rolls the off guest your tongue. Too. It really does. Thank you for being. It does sound like you're a, you're a nanny or something. Like you're in Downton Abbey, Mrs. Henderson Sneed, I presume. Mrs. Sneed, everyone. The Dowager the the, the, the Dowager no, we're, we're Countess of, the, of, of the, St. Louis. We're of the Alabama Sneeds. Okay, they're the Alabama Sneeds. Thank you for oh being God, part of this nonsense again. Uh, I, I also nonsense. want to thank Carson Daly for coming in and uh, Roderick Rod Woodson. Had him calling off the top. Yeah, this is, this I is miss all, Rod. This is alumni show. This is an alumni show. Old school NFL. Um, 
at Kara, you're still at Kara Henderson. Yeah, I'm still you at. You changed Kara. that. No, I know, you, it, I know you changed the name associated. The with name it, associated, but, but you're still at Karen. I'm still. You'll at lose your blue check mark. Don't change it. Don't ever no, change it. No, I, 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 you know. Okay. Right, I, you were the one who talked me into going on Twitter. Remember? Look at you now. Look at me now. <laughs> I'm now. not sure if it's a good thing. <laughs> at Chris Law, yes. thank you. Guest to a success. Well, it's it's a it, it is a let's put it this way. It is a guest. Am I picked up it's, for an eight episode it, first it's season? Guest, it's guest intensive. It's guest in, intensive. Guest intensive. Okay. And you went, I think you it went does with make of, so much better you when you with, have the person come in, though, isn't it? Oh, it's right. sure. The reveal, right? the reveal is huge. Well, it also helps to go with one of my favorite people on the planet, <laughs> right? who I've who known for an absurdly long time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Notice you didn't say that you uh, you were my date to the ESPN Christmas How'd party How'd that work out? Year. She didn't tell that story, did No, she? that's next time around. I think we, we, will we, leave that. That we will leave that. We'll save that. We'll leave that one in the kitchen. Wait a minute. We'll leave that one in the kitchen. This show that has no time constraints <laughs> suddenly now has one. <laughs> Thanks for coming in, Kara. Say hi to Les for me, please. I will. Thank you, Chris Law. At Chris Law. At Chris Brockman. No one's scoring. Thank you, Rich. No one's scoring. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. And uh, for At the Eisen Podcast, presented by Chevy, I am uh, at Rich Eisen. We will come to you next week from New Orleans. Yes. 50 Cent is on the program. 50. He said, he said to call him 50, 50, which is great because I couldn't have sounded any whiter every time I called him 50. Uh, I was, I could, the, only, the only thing I could have sounded wider if I called him half a dollar. Yeah. That would have been much wider. I told Richie but that you should go by 40 50, because he the 40. We'll, say, we'll give the names. Ah, we'll give the names. That's 50, a good one. 50 Cent, David Spade, Joel McHale. Uh, Nance is teed up. Let's hopefully we get him. Uh, we got to get him in New him. Orleans, and then a couple players from the actual game. Yep, and that'll all be available with Wednesday other surprises on iTunes. And we have some good news too. Uh, Friday, 10 p.m. Eastern. Brockman's show that TV he's going to put together back here will be available at 10 p.m. Eastern, but the entire video, if you're an international downloader, hey. will be on the uh, iTunes oh, Super Bowl page. There you go. So you'll be able to watch the video of it all, even if you're not. Look at uh, that. Excellent. That's very cool. Fantastic Look at us. Look at us. Moving up. Moving you up, You grows Rich. up and you grows up in here. <laughs> take, take me to a few good parties in New Orleans, Rich. We'll call it square. Uh, I don't yeah, know just, what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Just I don't even me. know who Have we met before? Give me a call and send the parties. I don't even know the parties. Um, thank you very much, all of you. Rich Eisen signing off. Stay listening to 